Come on, y'all. Y'all know, y'all know the words. You gotta fight for your right to party. Y'all wanna feel old right now? Absolutely. Yeah, I like there's, there's, there's modern kids that are like un, that are that are in the adolescent age that that requires to know this that would listen to that song and go, What the hell's a porno mag? <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom never threw my way. I hit them too well. Wow. <laughs> I hit them so well. I found, I found discs years later that I forgot I, where I hit them at. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Oh, man, the days before the internet. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, dust off this thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, look at you guy wonder, I wonder how, she old, how old she is now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that is grandma. somebody's grandma. <laughs> right, right, right. That's grandma now. <laughs> silicone, silicone lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> this is from 1997. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mike Rutherford Show. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Trevor Kelsey taking care of you on your uh, Friday afternoon. I almost said Saturday morning. I wanted to say Saturday morning so bad. <laughs> taking care of you on your Friday afternoon. NCAA tournament rolling. No big upsets so far today, fellas. It's a little bit quiet, more quiet than it That's was. That's kind of how it goes, though. You get the, you get the like, like on the first four, you got the Tuesday, two good games. Wednesday, were two blowouts. Yeah. To, yeah. You know, yesterday, you had your upsets. We got teased a little bit with Kennesaw. Absolutely, but uh, and a little, even a little bit with the uh, the Baylor game at halftime, I believe it was close. They yeah, they ba- pulled away, kind of pulled away at the end. I think they won by eight. Yeah, that's because all the five twelve seeds get scared after watching the guys in the the first day lose. They're like, oh. We got to play for a little real. more nervous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it yeah. could be. Yeah, I mean that's usually the way it is. Is that you'll have one day that's just insane, and the other day is usually pretty chalky. Now that's the case. If that if that does stand true, then I guess if you're an Indiana Kentucky fan tonight, you should be happy because you're the higher seed. Even though I mean six eleven, do we really still count the eleven as a six over? An upset? No, not really. That's yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's not we're upset. playing fast and loose with upset right there. Yeah, we, six eleven, seven ten, I mean, five twelve. Yeah, I was about to. Well, say. no, the five twelve I think is still an upset. Well. I know. Even as common as a twelve is, you yeah. still got. If you get a twelve, I mean, you get a smaller school. But that's actually yeah. one of the most common upsets is the five twelve. Yeah, it's, the it's, it's the most trendy one in kind of the shady one. But I mean, that's. But at least you're calling that an upset. That's what I'm saying. I don't right. think you can really call. I mean, I guess you could. I mean, obviously, Lola was an eleven seed. Right. When they when they went went to the final four, George Mason technically. I mean, I guess that was also. Nearly twenty years ago, so I mean, times have changed. It was an eleven seed when they went. I mean, the last three years, I believe they said there's been a two fifteen every year the last three years in a row. The has it been less? I believe I believe they I mean, said that on the broadcast after the uh, Arizona loss uh, yesterday that there's been a, a five twelve the last three straight. No five twelve or fifteen uh, two. Fifteen two. Yeah. Who was who was here before then? Well, I, I guess. I, I, the I have COVID to look. tournament was canceled. Then you had twenty one. Who was in twenty one? That was a, a two fifteen. Was it Virginia? No, they they lost. They lose the one. They lost as a three as three twice, but never. I'm gonna have a, to go back and check. But I believe they I said mean, that they can all remember last year. I mean, right? but I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the first time that you know that they had one of those fifteen twos. I rem- I can't remember who it was that lost the two seed that lost, but that was just unfathomable. Well, the first time it happened was 1990. <laughs> was that uh, okay? That, that, that was, was the first that was Syracuse and Richmond. Okay, Syracuse yes. with the senior Kenny uh, Derek Coleman, which is fitting for a guy who. You know, <laughs> barely tried. If he, if he gave him half the effort, he, he had matched his talent, he would have been a, a Hall of Famer. Well, he might still be the NBA Hall of Fame. It's pretty easy to get into. Oh, D.C. But. Man, that was my dude. I have no respect for the basketball Hall of Fame. That's really? what Syracuse oh, it's, 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 it's in a strip mall, for God's sake. <laughs> well, right next to a Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> not, not very regal. Oh, it's the most disappointing thing I've ever been to. I, so several years ago, I went on this tour where I did. I went to all the Hall of Fames. I went to football, basketball, and baseball. I did it all in a week, 
And I was, I've been playing. I've been wanting to do this my whole life. I've never been in the Hall of Fame. This is this, this, this goal I set for my loser self as a kid. And so I start with the uh, the football. I was there for like a day. Had a great time. It's an awesome place. Then I went drove all the way up to Cooperstown. I went to New York. How was there. that? Awesome. Other than it rained, which that was only saying it sucks because it's a, it's in a, literally a village. There's like one hotel. Um, everything else is like bed and breakfast, not like current Airbnb because this is 2014, so we didn't have Airbnb yet, or they didn't at least call it that. And uh, so, I, but the way I set it up, I was like, I'm gonna do two days in the basketball. I'm a basketball guy. I want to do two days here. I was done with it like 30 minutes. <laughs> like, that's it. It, really? was, it was all done. I mean, don't get me wrong. The ice cream place next to it actually did have good ice cream. I'll give them that. <laughs> but I, I was, that was it. The, the only highlight was I got to meet Tommy Hinesmith, who's since passed the great Celtics legend. Yeah. But uh, other than that, again, I got his autograph. But other than that, I was like, this is just lame. Really? Like, I, I was so mad. I left, I left him with the Boston, spent a day in Boston instead. Ended up going to a Red Sox game. Wow. Oh, wow. I, I, and I, I never, you know, Okay, so like now you mention it, I've seen like all the other Hall of Fames on television at least once, you know. But come to think about, I've never seen any like live broadcast from like the NBA Hall of Fame, like at all. No, it's just, it's, I mean, it's just a giant little cylinder. You can see it from from afar when you go in, and it is literally in a mall. I mean, there's there's a radio station that's placed in there, like one of the sports Springfield sports station, whatever it is. And um, there's uh, like an ice cream parlor, and there's like a like a like a home run hamburger type place. Yeah, that's all in there, and you just wow. walk in, and it's, it's there's a court where kids can play and shoot, and I mean there's nothing. I mean there's 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 some jerseys, and I, I can show you some pictures on my phone maybe, but there's just some cool jerseys and stuff, but there's yeah. nothing, no plaques, no. I mean, yeah, no, no, no interactive stuff. Really? really? really yeah, I mean it's so so rinky dink. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it'd be much better. I mean, I, I just thought like the NBA at least have like the second best. What's the because it's I guess it's basketball technically. Yeah, I mean, they're it's all, just the all sport basketball. in general other than yeah. just the NBA and NFL and, and MLB, but I mean, yeah, it's yeah, I I I was so disappointed. I mean, I want to go back. To, I was what made me more angry is I wish I'd spent more time in New York and in in, in uh Cleveland or uh Canton because I saved those to one day each and I'm thinking I could have definitely done a second day in Cooperstown. I mean, just walking around the town itself, the, the whole town is like the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's old school. That's cool. It's, it's pretty cool. Other than the – finding a hotel to stay in is tough, though. I will give you that. I, the, I went to – I'd reserved a hotel about 30 minutes out of Cooperstown, and I get there. I mean, this place is in the middle of the woods. I mean, it is the creepiest place you will ever see in your life. Like Salem, and I, Massachusetts. Like, yeah, I mean, I walk into the room, and I mean, not to like sound – but there's like a tube TV on the on the dresser. Looks like something out of a dorm room in 1986. Like the the room has an actual key key. Like and this is 2014, not 19. Again, you know, 1998. <laughs> an and I'm key like, key. I just I look around like, nope, I'm not doing it. I just dropped off the key. Like, dude, do you, do you ask me a refund? I say, I don't care. You can keep this 50 bucks. I'm not staying here. I'm, I'm bouncing. <laughs> Unfortunately, again, there's not many options left. So come right back. I had to. I ended up having no the one hotel that is there. It's a Westin. I had to get their 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 suite. Oh, look like, at you! I'm so, I'm not, I'm like three hundred bucks for this room. I'm in it for like six hours. This is just balling out of control. Oh yeah, oh, it was the only room available. <laughs> Hopefully, it had nice robes. It <laughs> did, yeah. Had one of those jet jacuzzi be, uh, tubs in the yes, room. You know, yes, there you go. Yeah, 
got to get the, the lack baby of treatment. Luxury. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, that was the worst part. But, I mean. <laughs> we already got a ton of text rolling in on, on the Thornton's text line. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, if you do have any questions or thoughts, like recruiting is something that I do a lot of. That's kind of where I cut my teeth. So I, I feel I, I love the recruiting questions. We already got one in there. It says, uh, Texter says uh, to 502-414-1450, Dennis Evans decommitted from Minnesota. Why only TCU and Louisville recruit him, Rashawn? Um, I, I will say this about the Dennis Evans recruitment. I don't want to say that there was any quote unquote tampering, or you can't really tamper with high school kids anyway. Um, you know, it's more tampering comes with current college players. Like, let's say there was a kid playing, I don't know, in the NCAA tournament, and you know, there are certain phone calls coming through his intermediaries. That would be considered a little bit of tampering. But with a high school kid, I just think it's one of those situations where. Don't know if Evans really liked the situation in Minnesota, and he probably got a better offer. I think that the Louisville thing was pretty much done. I mean, everybody thought he was literally going – that the day he announced he requested his decommitment uh, and the uh, to be released from his national letter of intent from Minnesota – it was already said that Louisville was going to get him. <laughs> so when when that's the case, I, I think one of the reasons we didn't see a lot of teams get involved in the Dennis Evans recruitment is because pretty much everybody knew what was going to happen with that. I don't even know how many teams even knew that Dennis Evans was thinking about decommitting, honestly. Um, so, you know, I, I think that was kind of the biggest thing with the Evans uh, recruitment. You know, Louisville needed somebody. Uh, it does seem like they've finally gotten on the uh, NIL train. So, you know. Oh, no, we own it. <laughs> that, we are on the NIL train. That needed to happen. Um, we are captains of the NIL train. I think they're called conductors. <laughs> <laughs> the NIL conductors. Yeah, you know, so we got that done. I don't know if we have Happy, uh, you know, from Blue Chips handling our, our NIL department now, but they were able to get it done. Um, so, I, hey. Sorry. I'll take it. I, I don't care. You know, you talk about there goes Happy. You got the best players money can buy. We need some of them. We need uh, Anthony Hardaway. We need a Shaq. I don't know if Dennis Evans is Shaq. I don't know. I mean, look, he looks—he looks like Shaq and Penny had a kid. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's Neon Bordeaux. Let's. Let, yeah, let's... I mean, wait, and they're saying two ten. I think he's what he's listed at, which might be soaking wet. I do like the goggles, though. I'll give him that. Oh yeah, he's got—he's got some style. By the way, to go back to Rutherford hates because I can't really then go Oral Roberts beating Ohio State. Was the was the third was the uh, okay other than the third straight? There you go. Yeah, well, Roberts who was last last night's darling. They got uh, they got pummeled. Yes. Yeah. 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 They Duke Duke looks Duke looks good, man. Duke they looks that they have been scary. Like everybody thought that that Duke team was going to be a team that could be one of those you know, dark horse Final Four championship contenders. And they haven't looked like it all year. But the last month, you know, probably the last half of February to now, they've looked like a whole different team. Uh, you know, they got those two big guys with Lively, uh, you know, and with uh, – What's that? You know, Leitner or whatever his name is. Talk about the Filipino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. What, Cherokee Parks, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Filipowski, or Cherokee Park, yeah. Danny Ferry. <laughs> You know, whatever his name is. I mean, the dude's like right there running with Notre Dame for the, the most confusing look-alike <laughs> 6'10 white kids. That you can't, yeah. yeah, I can't tell the difference. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they look scary. At least Notre Dame gives them crew cuts so we can figure out which one's I, I will say I did not 
select Duke to go. I, I picked Purdue. I have Duke and Purdue playing in the Elite Eight. Oh wow! Um, but I did predict. Uh, I did pick Purdue to get it done. I figure at some point Matt Painter has to get there, right? Like you would you think. You can't just keep losing. There's a lot of coaches that have said that. Mike Bray said the same thing on many occasions. Uh, Janey said the same thing at Tim on many right, occasions. That's true. I mean. That's true. But I mean, I just feel like it's. Uh, I looked at that and I wanted to pick Duke so badly, even though I hate Duke, but. I just I'm like Painter's got to get it done. This is probably his last great chance to get there. Well, I had Oral so. Roberts in the Sweet Sixteen, so yeah, don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> oh wow, I'm really? really? You picked Oral Roberts, Roberts over yeah. Duke, really? Oral Roberts. I liked. Her. I listened. I fell for the darling thing. You know? Yeah, I, 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 I just I. I, I fell for it. What can I say? Well, it's, See, it's they fun. got me out. They catfished me, or whatever what what the kids call it. Is that what it's called? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I got it right. All right, you got yeah, it right. You got it right. You got catfished. catfished. Yeah. I, I mean, it was. It's funny because it, it the years where they say there's a lot of parody, and the, you know that it's a quote unquote wide open tournament. I feel like there's almost less upsets those years. Like it. It, it seems like generally when we think it's just going to be this all out. You know, free for all, and we're going to see all these, you know, tens and elevens making it sweet sixteens. Usually, it doesn't happen. Well, what's the what's the stat? Like eleven seeds made it to sweet sixteen, like what ten of the last twelve years? Or really? No, I mean something wow. insane number like that. Yeah, that's wild. And we've that's had double digit seeds in the, like the lead eight, like what, what did they say since like two thousand ten. Yeah, like, it's, six, six, six and six or seven since then. I mean, the numbers we, that we went through before the show uh, or during earlier this week on on Rutherford's show that he does a great job with those stats. He he puts together like just I mean it's, it's, stat it's nerd. insane to think about, yeah. <laughs> Rutherford's such a stat nerd. I love him. He is. <laughs> he loves his numbers. That's why he's the man. <laughs> uh, Texter says uh, we don't have a lot of threes. Uh, he says with Glenn Williams, JJ, and possibly Flowers. A- and I agree with you. I-, I think that one of the things that Kenny's been looking for is kind of the six eight guy that can handle on the perimeter. But like. Trevor, and, and, and I'm going to ask this one because Haven's more of a football guy, so he, his his knowledge of this question may not be Oh, you're going to love Braun, baby. Yeah. <laughs> right, oh, Braun is home. He's ready. Home or Braun. I'm going to have Rashawn tell you this story about me and Braun and, and my pick for right. coach. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll do that later. Yeah, yeah I'm fair. assuming it was Braun. That's fair. No, it, no, but no, see, I want to Brom here instead of Bobby 2.0. Yeah. No, I'm okay he, with going that. Going all the way back, yes. He, yeah. did. he did. He was on that early. I, I would give that to him. Uh, but, but Trevor, I, I do want to ask, because this is kind of along that line, like Kenny Payne has wanted to find the 6'8", 6'7", guy that can handle the ball on the perimeter and play like a guard. But handling would be nice at this point, but yeah. In the history, like in, in the history of college basketball, I can't think of that many – like, I think of Lamar Odom. I think of Anthony Hardaway. I think of just a few guys that could well, handle now, the ball with those type of guard skills. Like, that doesn't come around often that you have somebody that big that can handle like that. I like, mean, what, that's kind of a rare trait. Like, do you think that it can work with him trying to play? You know, he tried Withers out there. He tried J.J. <laughs> out there. Like, I, do you think that formula well, can I think, work? I think you're trying you're, you're, – Putting like a pedestal of like a point guard position, though, it, 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 instead of just the wing that can at least dribble. I right. Mean, well, I mean, but he wants guys that can break down, right? Like and that's look, the whole. And, and for example, look at Arkansas right? and, and and Black, who's six seven point guard. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. He's he's uh, he's right up there as well in terms of height. If you're considering the like over six foot six, I guess point guard. Right. That's what you're talking about Michael Ray Richardson, an old school name for you as well. Wow, out of Montana, but <laughs> uh, I mean, but it's kind of hard to find those guys, though, right? I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, he's not. I don't think. I mean, I think he doesn't want that. I think he does want the bigger guards, like like like, like Haven said. But and that kind of, I think, 
feeds into what you see with with Cal as well with your, your walls six four, your you know, Knight six three, right? Uh, Shea, Shea Gill is just six foot six. I mean, yeah. they they can they can get in the lane and, and create and, and be in the taller size, but. I mean, I, I, think, I, I don't think you need that. I mean, I, I think he wants ball handlers, but I don't think it has to be a point guard. Now, he needs wings. Now, trainers, borderline a three. I mean, yeah, he's more, I don't he's really more want that Trey Lyles three I, I like catch and shoot, maybe yeah. catch one dribble pull up. But if you, you want, I mean, the guys he wants, I mean, the, the Carter Knox, um, the, the, the other kid, the, the big recruit from 24 that they're looking yeah, at. Yeah, Carter Bryant. Carter Bryant. I mean, that's that's the, 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 the level he's looking for right. guys that can be. They have the NBA body right now in your Brandon Miller style, the six eight, six nine. Right. Who not as much can dribble and be a point guard, but can but be can a break perimeter his man player. Down off the, yeah. But he can yeah. be a perimeter player and can and can both shoot and drive. And I mean that's what everybody wants. He's not the only one. I mean <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's I mean, kind that's, of universal. That's, you know, that's what everybody but wants. You, you I mean, can't everybody's just looking plug for it. Jalen Withers in there and say, You're gonna do it. Go. I mean, and yeah. I like Withers and I think Withers will eventually transfer. I, I think I mean I think he can be a good player where he goes. I just think it's just one of those situations where it's, you know, I, I'm not. I don't think he sucks. I just think it's better for both parties. He he goes somewhere and has finished his career, does well. We go our own way. No hard feelings. Yeah. You know, we'll still send postcards on Christmas, fruit baskets, straight it off. Yada yada yada. You know, we we can do all that still. And but it's just yeah. He but I mean, Withers can. He's definitely. He just needs talent. God, just, yeah. We just need someone. Just talent in general. I mean, like, yeah. So and he needs to see if we can coach it too. Because I, I'm not on, on the boat of blaming last year completely on this team. I think this team yeah. was it the most talented team. No, and I've disagreed with people left and right over this to a blue in the face or red in the face for Louisville's sakes. But you know, this team was not a four win team. This team, no. I think, with somewhat better coaching, was should have been a 10 to 15 win team. I mean, yeah. they have done it. Anybody who says that this had to be a four win team and it's that crazy. Kenny could do now, nothing. Now, with now that those said, players, I mean, I'm not saying Kenny can't improve ridiculous. as a coach. He yes. was still very wet behind the ears. This yes. is his first head coaching job. You know, th- this this isn't the most team that fits what he wants to build yeah. and what he wants to do as as best. Now sometimes the better coaches will, you know, Bend their their system to their team. I think he did that. He tried to meet it halfway a little bit. What he wants to do, and and also what can maybe make this team at least more successful in its first year. But I mean, at some point, I mean, we, we're gonna have to see it. I mean, it's. You know. I'm gonna say this: like four wins to me was just inexcusable. Um, I mean, no, it, it was. Just it is. It is. You can't fire him after one year, though. No, I mean, you're no. not going to. Just no, not at all. Salary aside. Yeah, you got to give him a second year. T- I mean. Ten million dollar buyout, first year. He's an alumni of the school. I, I you, you, that was never gonna. The only way, and we even talked about it on, on Wake Up Five Hundred Two. The only way that Kenny Payne was not going to be here next year is if he decided he didn't want to be. Yeah, there, exactly. You know? and, and I think that's okay. But the thing is, you have to hope that he learns from his mistakes. And I think that. You've seen that process because a the the rhetoric that he gave about he's not going to talk about nil and it, you know he's not if the kid brings up the nil that he's not going to have that conversation he quieted that down he put out the video you yeah, know a- advocating for it you know <laughs> and that changed a lot like honestly because I look at Sky Clark as a key example Louisville was on Sky Clark last year well I think Sky Clark was more to do with the, with the, the, what the, with some of the 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 Kenny Payne apologies if you want to call it and it's a liable excuse was the cloud that was the NCAA over there. I mean, it's, it's a possibility, but I, mean, I, I think that, that cloud. I think there was at least two players. I, I think mean, there was two Kansas those. had that cloud, and they won a national championship well, and seemed I mean, to be doing pretty well with honestly, their cloud. I think there were two players that Louisville Arizona. could have had if they would have played the NIL game, at least two of them. 
two of those guys would have been here, um, but they didn't want to have that conversation. And, and the conversation of, well, we have an IL, but you just come here and trust me, your opportunities will be here. Kids don't want to hear that. They want to hear, okay, what are your guys making right now? What can I stand to earn if when I get there? And that's the way you have to go about that conversation. I think the fact that it was getting shut down last year really hurt Louisville with some guys. Now he's learned from that. Like we've already gotten off to a great start. I love it. If Kenny was able to learn from that, my hope is that he can learn from the other shortcomings he had coming into this year. That's what you gotta hope, right? Like he's just you gotta hope he's better. Just be better in every way. You know, oh, I mean, that's all. Hope is all we have at this point. We're Andy Dufresne trying to avoid the the guys in the, in the you know last season was us trying to avoid the the the. The, the the bad guys in the, in the in the film room and now we're just crawling through a, a fifty yards of poo trying to hope to come out on the other side and reveal our shirt and, and look up at the sky. Hey, that, 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 hope you know, is all we got. That's all we got right now. But you know what? It's off to a good start. Uh, and you know, for anybody who says that I'm a KP hater, I want him fired, and I don't like anything he has. That's not. I'm a Louisville fan first. Okay, I don't care who the coach is as long as you're Say successful. You know, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that what you just said. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, like it's all about the school. I care about the bird. I care about the red and black. I don't care who the guy is coaching the team as long as he's successful. I don't care whether he's red, black, green, blue, purple, or brown. I don't care. All I want you to do is have my team competitive. Can we? You know, I gave big time props uh, to Kevin Willard. The, the, the job that he did at Maryland to be able to take over that job, a 15-17 and 17 team, a team that went 7-13 and 13 in conference, for him to come into Maryland that first year and he got them from, you know, to bad enough that you had to replace the coach to getting that team to the second round of the NCAA tournament, that's the dream. Well, that means bad enough to replace the coach. You mean the guy's our, one of our assistants? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to call I wasn't gonna call yeah, Danny like out, Trev. But, you know. so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hey, he's done a great job. So, I mean, yes, Kenny has two years to get that turnaround done, but if Kevin Willard can do it, so I'm, 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 I'm asking this question. Can do it. I think he can. I'm, I'm asking you this know, question. If, if everything goes to plan and we get all these guys that you, that Louisville thinks that they can get, that KP can get, next year, would you be okay with just 10, 15 wins and a no and, and a better <laughs> product on the court? No. Or is it tournament or bust? I'm not going to be okay with 10 to 15 wins. Like, especially if if things continue, if you come out and you do what is expected, if, if let's say we do a, go ahead and get Trent Flowers, maybe L. Ellis doesn't come back, but you sign three high-level transfers, you know, guards to, to replace them. At that point, Louisville has a good enough team. You have to at least be on the bubble. If you don't make it, you know, like let's say – we're on Selection Sunday, and we know that there's a chance that Louisville's name could be called. We don't know if they're going to get in, but there's an opportunity for them to get in. If you just miss, okay. you and know That's what? not happening with 15 wins. Uh, you're, you're, exactly. You're, you're looking at 20, 22 wins that you have to at least be at least be considered on the bubble, depending on how bad the ACC could be next year again. Yeah. I mean, 19 wins, 20 wins, 21 wins. If you're there and you just barely miss and you have guys like Carter Bryant and Carter Knox committed, and Louisville has the promise of a big-time recruiting hall in 2024, then I'm like, okay, that's worthy of a year three. But no, if there's 10 wins, if there's 12 wins, if you're below 500 next year, there is no calculus for me to be you know, willing to see a year three. Honestly. So 500 a bus for you. Oh, you got to be above five hundred. Yeah, you, if you're fifteen wins, I don't care if you've got Carter Bryant, Carter Knox, and Coach Carter on scholarship coming <laughs> next year. You're gone. I mean, there, there, there's serious consideration that you're not coming back for a third year. Yeah, no, no, and I, not at all. Like that cannot happen. That that 
I don't want to hear anything below five, and I don't want to hear, you know, that's 11 more wins than they had last year. Well, they should have never been a four-win team last year. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I agree with. You, you blew that, that opportunity this year with the, such a bad year, and having just such a bad year doesn't give you an excuse to have a mediocre year the next year. I mean, that's no, that, absolutely that doesn't not. fly. No. Not, not Louisville. Well, no, I was just, I was just curious. You know, they get back to the Knicks. You know, because, like, you know, I, I talked to a ton of fans, and I, I, I just want to get your, you know, your guys' masterful opinion on this. Because, you know, for me, I know you guys say you couldn't fire somebody after one year. But, you know, after four wins, I, you know, me and Kenny have to have a serious heart-to-heart conversation. Like, oh, I mean, you have a heart-to-heart. I mean, I'm sure Josh Shirt, I would like to think, is I mean, like, despite what, what – I'm talking about some staff replacements or some staff additions. I mean, nah, nah, oh, there's still going to be some conversations to be had, fellas. It's still early in the offseason. Now, that, if that's the case, and that's among the staff, but this is something that I was adamant against Vince on many of things, uh, Vince Tyree, that I didn't like. And one was the stepping into the to the Chris Mack and saying, you need to replace your these staff because we didn't yeah. make the tournament. Yeah, you got to let a coach have now, who he wants to I, have. I don't, I don't, one, I don't think Josh Hurd is that, that type of AD, which is good because I don't think an AD has any business doing that. Yeah. The AD hires head coach. It's the head coach responsible for the assistance. If, if, his, if he's not doing it, then the head coach, that's on him. I mean, he, he's his assistance. I know Kenny dismissed it, you know, abruptly a little bit and, and a little bit maybe the wrong way. After the loss, uh, the conference loss, when asked about, you know, he talked to Hurt about his future, uh, he took it a little personal. It's an honest question, but I, I don't think – I'm sure Josh has talked to him at some point, maybe not right after that game, but I think he knows. Now, whether he wants to make a, a change in assistant coaching staff, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, I would keep Nolan just because of the youth and the recruiting part of it. Right. Um, if Manning, who I think wants to be another head coach again probably somewhere – Wanted to go in and head out. I would have not going to, you know, let the air out of his tires or anything before he leaves the driveway. And, if, you know, whatever is Jameson, Jenna Jameson dude is from Oregon. Like, I don't <laughs> even know. Jenna Jameson. Yeah. I don't the hell he does over there. He's just the, little, the, the dude sitting on the end of the bench. Like, the one guy didn't play college basketball successfully on our staff. Right. Uh, and he's just there to keep, you know, Kenny home, you know, remind him of his Oregon days. But that's uh, – if you want to place him too, that's fine as well. But, I mean – no one's the only one I would be. I would want to keep. I would love to rather bring in someone who's better with an X's and O's and the assistant staff, like you saw mm-hmm. Penny do, mm-hmm. bringing in Phil Martelli and 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 Larry Brown over the last couple of years before this season. I, I'd be or that was Howard, excuse me, with Phil, but uh, yeah. I mean, I just yeah, you gotta let the coach I, yeah, I would, have. I, who he tried to think, try to do that with Danny Manning. Yeah, but unless Danny Manning has. Jason Collins saving his rear end. He's not been a very good coach pretty much his whole time. His head. No, you got you just you have to let him have who he has, who he wants, and then let the chips fall where they may. But fellas, we are over the top of the first hour. We got an hour in already. Uh, you know, it's, we got two left. We're counting down. Trenton Flowers' decision comes this way, five thirty p.m. So we should be able to announce his decision before we get off the air. But you are listening to the Mike Rutherford Show. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Trevor Kelsey, Big X Sports Radio. We'll be back. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. 
Mike Rutherford Show, Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Trevor Kelsey. I love, you know, uh, see. I still can't hear that song and I think of uh, Road Trip now. <laughs> right. Well, you're doing the dancing at the, nice. the fraternity. Yeah. Yes. I, I, that's, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, I, I picture that little scrawny dude dancing every time. That is hilarious. You skin the cheetah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know what I, I love about. Doing these shows, like I, I know that sometimes Mike Mike was struggling, like because everybody knows I'm an avid Mike Rutherford show listener, and you know especially during the last month of the season, Mike tried to avoid talking basketball <laughs> at all costs most of the time. But like we spent an hour debating whether me eating three pounds of grapes in one night was good or bad. <laughs> yes, I heard the grapes conversation. Yeah. It was yeah, hilarious. On that one, by the way, <laughs> it's bad for you. Yeah. Really, it's grapes, man. Grapes are good. Yes, but grapes also spike your insulin. Look at really. It. Yes. Look, look, look at Haven. Sugar. I mean, that's some fiber to kind of counteract the sugar content, but they're one of the most sugar-dense foods you can possibly eat. So, yes, yeah, so despite wow. this, so like, if you're a diabetic or anything, you just killed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. Do I look like I have diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freaking poster over here. What do you mean, man? You're like uh, King Kong Bundy over there with hair. <laughs> you, got, you got some fire tattoos King Kong your... Bundy had a die like 48 stride heart attack. Well, that, that, that's also true. Wow. I was about to say he could be like Bam Bam Bigelow, but he also died early of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, and I can't do the tattoos. Yeah, that's just coke. So that's that's yeah. But it, but he got beat up by major pain. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, but like for me, I enjoyed the whole season. Even though Haven heard me call, you know, yelling and cursing and getting all frustrated. I'm like, cursing too much. <laughs> oh, all the time. Oh gosh, it, all the time. It was mad. Stop watching at halftime. Stomping around. I haven't been on the show. Know, <laughs> but I, I always leaned into it because I feel like the worst thing you can do is ignore it like it's not happening. All you can do is look at what's going on and see what you can do to get better. And we were just talking about it in the break, kind of just talking about what needs to happen and what you know what, what we need to see and kind of some of the issues. And I think that's the best way to deal with it. Like the worst thing you can do is ignore it. Like it's like the el- giant purple purple elephant in the room that you're trying to look the other way and this thing is like staring you in your face, you know, and you're just not looking at it. I, I I'm I'm a I love Louisville basketball. Kenny Payne is never going to take my love of this university uh, away. You know, the bad basketball season or not, I'm gonna always love it. The fact that Louisville's not in the tournament has hurt my feelings over the last several seasons. The fact that what when's our last win, Travis? Like to 2018 or something? Yeah, the last win, last tournament win. Yeah. Would have been uh, the the game before we lost him to, uh, when we, as a two seed, Patino. Yeah, like that's that correct. was two thousand. Yeah, that like Rick was on the Michi- sidelines. We lost to Michigan in the seven in the, the ten seed. Yeah. Oh gosh, that Michigan game where he refused to change his defense. Donovan Mitchell was on the team. Oh, like Donovan Mitchell is like that's literally how long it's been. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's gone on and like take <laughs> yes. re- re- resurrected Utah and Cleveland game. in that time. Yeah. He's like three <laughs> shoes out now. Yeah. But Multiple it, jerseys. Yeah, and still he, trying to find out one. Uh, looked up with like tournament cheerleaders and four supermodels. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. done. I mean, he's been around. I mean, Rick Pitino is literally going to be the St. John's coach before Louisville gets a win in the in the tournament. We might win the game in St. John's before we do. That's true. That's fair. Wow. 
I, I don't even want to think about that. But, you know, I lean into it. Like, I love it. I love talking basketball. Hopefully y'all do, too. If, if you have any uh, thoughts, I'm going to continue to get through these texts. That's why I love the Reverend Show, because there's always a ton of good texts. I have the little cheat code to get into the text line. So sometimes even when Trevor and them are on the show, I'll be snooping. Not that you read them. I can't read them. I, <laughs> the texters are mean. They know that when I read stuff, I'm like, I, I just can't, I can't like, um, Sy- uh, siphon out the bad words. I just read it straight through. <laughs> yes. And, just, and these, these you, little bastards out here are just like sending me curse words and you're, stuff. You're on like, like Anchorman. You just yeah, read oh, yeah. comes up on the teleprompter. And, and the worst thing I ever did was, was admit to that. So like the one day I did a show by myself and they're like, they're just sending in like one text is sending just multiple curse words. <laughs> just, just see if I, I mean, it's like, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Okay. It's like just I wonder if Trevor. Reed Some did try to sneak it in nicely though. Some were a little more sneaky about it, but that, that's hilarious. So I don't read, I don't read text. <laughs> uh, te- I, just, I just answer them. Texter does ask us this question. I did want to talk about this at some point. He says, "So if Providence beats Kentucky today, uh, will Scott Satterfield tweet that Providence is his favorite team?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? How much? Would I, I? I'm trying to think of how much I would love to see Noah Locke and Bryce Hopkins team up and knock UK out of the tournament. Like Bryce Hopkins, the kid that shun, was shunned by the Big Blue, Noah Locke that you know had to come here and get embarrassed by, by by Kentucky. If they can find a way to knock Kentucky out, coming off the heels of losing to St. Peter's last year, that would make my whole tournament. Well, for what it's worth, he didn't have to come here to be embarrassed by Kentucky. He was getting done that well in Florida, that's too. That's, that, that, I mean, that's true. The poor guy's about to be like the first guy in college basketball history to, to just get beat by this, a team on three different rosters. Like good old Ed Jive Cooley needs to get that done today. I would <laughs> love I would that, lo- right? I would love to see that happen so i am definitely all in on the friars and their weird goofy creepy mascot hopefully well, they can get it done goofy he's that fri- creepy. yeah he's, he's like he an old that, school monk or that something. friar dude is you know it'd be dope me. like like, like, like they changed their mascot to like jehovah's witness and <laughs> 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 they'd be in utah mormons the little mormon guy like i mean that, that dude is creepy man i'm sorry the little i think somebody needs like a jehovah's witness mascot <laughs> I mean, but yeah, he's not more creepier than like Vanderbilt's mascot or anything. I mean, like the Commodore. Yeah, yeah. And he's got true. a sword. That's true. Yeah, I mean, well, well, of course, the creepiest mascot is the one for the Pelicans, the little king, king cake baby. <laughs> that thing, St. Louis? That thing is the creepiest. No, the Pelicans. Have you seen that little king cake baby mascot? Which, no. Oh, gosh, you got to look that Which one up. Which Pelicans that, are you talking about, The The, the, the um, New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, you're talking about NBA. Okay, yeah, I thought you were yeah. talking about college. No, no, the, the, the king cake baby that, that's at the, the Pelicans games, the Pelicans home games, that is the creepiest mascot. Look look it up when you get yeah, a don't chance. Don't they play like King Smoothie or Arena or something, something like Smoothie, Smoothie King. King, Smoothie King, Smoothie King. Yeah. yeah, that's who's who's Smoothie King. I think that is the Pelicans. It is, yeah, yeah. but the King is, Cake yeah. Baby, you know, because that's King Cakes are a big thing down there in New Orleans. Because I so, went, I went there when they were just remodeling that uh, back during the Sugar Bowl. I went and saw the the New Orleans play the Hawks. Okay, that's like yeah. into a game. They, they, they none of the concession stands were open. It was. Really? Oh, it was, yeah. It was. It was. It, they were. They were doing like instruction or something. They were like, we're still like in transition. No one's coming to these games. I think I paid like eight bucks for my ticket. Yeah, the Pelicans were doing pretty well this year. There was right? actually yeah, a decent local crowd there, if I remember. Right. A couple cars really? chance broke out. And, really? Oh, yeah. It was during the the weekend of the the Sugar Bowl. Oh, okay. Okay. Anytime I go anywhere out of town, I, if I can get get to a sporting event, I'm doing it. Like, did you I, go to Sugar Bowl? I did. Yeah. Your man, which I was kind of mad that they played the Hawks because I feel like I've seen. I've, uh, I don't know why it seems every time I try to go to a game, the Hawks are like just like, trolling me. <laughs> like I, I've seen the Hawks play against the Pacers on more times than I can think. I had season tickets for a couple years, which helped. 
Uh, I've been down to Atlanta. I went. I, I used to go visit Atlanta on, on a regular basis, and I've been to Hawks. Look at you going to Magic games. City. I'm proud of. I mean, it. I went. To, I mean, it is. And it's Atlanta. I went to Hawks playoff game against the Magic one year. Trevor Kelsey, have you ever been to Magic City? Have you ever had Magic City? I games? have not. I've had the Wings. Have you had the Magic yes, City? Yes, really. I can, yes, I've never actually been. Okay. Um, I, I'm not anti strip club or anything. I just. <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't. I don't make enough money you know to what? enjoy it. It doesn't shock me that you're not you, that you're not anti strip club. But on K- KRC, <laughs> our morning show, the yes. Kentucky guys, Kentucky roll call. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, I, I, he's, he lives down that way, actually bought went and sent us wings from uh, the Magic. What's it called again? Magic, Magic City. City. Magic City. Yeah. Sent us like the sent us the famous wings. They're named after the one player. Uh, I forget who it is. In the lemon, the lemon, lemon pepper wings. wings yeah. Sent us like four different flavors. They were great. They were good. Really? I mean, I I've never had the Magic City wings, but I tell you what, the Chick Fil A kickoff Georgia Tech Louisville game, I, I plan on trying them wings out. I would love to. I like, I would go and get them a takeout and, and take them home. But it's just me. I'm old school. I mean, does it come? I'm not, I'm not watching. I'm not going to a strip club and eat food and watching ladies. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not doing it. I mean, <laughs> does it come smell? No, no, no. <laughs> time. Trevor's like, look, I can either focus on one thing or I, I can know. focus on like, food. I can't like, focus come on food. I don't, yeah, I don't want glitter in my back. wings. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, Chris Rock said it best. You know, boobies and tater tots don't mix. So I cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah, you, know, you can. You can <laughs> I, just don't do it. I mean, oh, I, I don't. I don't get that. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Texas says, "Good afternoon, wake up five oh two. Look, it's one of our Saturday guys. Says main event, our culture. He says, well, I'm just going to wait until tomorrow to comment on KP. I'm in the sixty percent range to think the KP can't coach uh, with this weak dribble drive offense and unknown defense. Um, you know, I think that kind of goes back to the thought that Kenny Payne is still going to have to do some things to improve his side of it, even if the team." is better. I mean, we saw it with Arkansas. Arkansas had the number one recruiting class in the country this past year, and they... You know, well, they were life. banged up. Justin, I mean, Smith. I mean, Nick Nick Smith was Nick out Smith played, most played of the like first games, portion yeah. of the year. But I mean, you still had what four other five stars, you know, coming in with that group. Which is uh, why I picked an upset Kansas tomorrow. Did you? I did. Really? I also, had, Arizona win the title. So you, again, well, don't don't listen to a thing I say. I mean, I, that, that's one of those teams I can't trust. They're they're they're. I don't think they necessarily had – I heard that Nick Smith was supposed to be this great player. I haven't really seen it. Like, I know how good Brandon Miller is, but I think because Smith missed so much time, he's not really found his groove yet. So that was definitely a team that I had on well, upset alert. Speaking of Miller. Yes. What about Alabama's choices? I mean, Bama's oh, been killing it as, so far in hey, the tournament. I, since, I the, since the whole – since the, the fly. yeah, <laughs> since, since the whole uh, uh, you know Brandon Miller, in the news of what happened with that whole situation came out. They've been on fire, like they're killing everybody. Like they're just literally just plowing. Oh well, no, no, that, that that first game they had against the, uh, in South Carolina was 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 down the wire. Yeah, Miller had no, well, 40, I mean, 41. Brandon had what forty. 41 in that very he first 41 game. 41 in a close game. Then they beat A&M on the road as well. But they, but I mean, we saw an SC tournament, they'd seen that A&M's number. Well, so did Penn State last night. But I mean, I, I think right now they, I have them in my championship game, um, Arkansas, or excuse me, Alabama. I do have them in the championship game. I feel like they're just playing the best. My other team I have getting there, uh, I'm a little afraid of. They were a little shaky yesterday, Houston. Uh, I, I still feel like Houston has 
what it takes because of the the Final Four experience. They have an elite coach. They play elite defense. I still like them. I still think Houston has it. I think that they're going to have even with the Sasser question mark. Yeah, I mean Sasser's is banged up. Uh, you know the the other guy. Um, I can't think of his name. The other guard is is banged. Shed is is banged mm-hmm. up as well. Um, but if they can find a way to make it through this first weekend and get a little bit more time for those guys to kind of nurse their injuries. I think Houston's the the team that wins it. Because while I mean I don't think they're t- as good as Houston, at least not a healthy Houston. Let's not. I mean, and you say what you want about them. I don't know if you've noticed Bruce Pearl hasn't knows a thing or two about making some Cinderella runs. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a, a Bruce Pearl team is always going to play physical defense. He's always going to have his guys ready to play. I mean, that's the thing about Izzo. Like, I can't stand Izzo, and I never think Michigan State's ever going to actually win no, the championship. But they choke. will. No, Izzo's one of the most overrated coaches in college basketball history. But he he'll, is the he'll, most he'll get you to a sweet coach. 16. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. He will get you to a sweet 16. You know, like Maybe. that's, that's, I mean, the dude's been to how many Final Fours? What, five? Give or take, yeah. so, something like that. And, I mean, and has how many rings? I mean, what? no, he does have one though. He only has one. The one, one. But I mean, when you, when, I mean, but five Final Fours, like you know, how many coaches have five Final Fours? Like, it's a very short list of guys that have five Final Fours. And you know, in college basketball, you make it to a Final Four, that's banner worthy. You know, so I mean, he's an elite of an elite coach. You know, he just, I think, my, the biggest issue with Michigan State is they just never have the overwhelming talent. You know, like they don't have – they don't stack a roster the way Duke does. They don't stack a roster the way Kansas or U.K. does. And that ultimately gets them in trouble is that they just never have enough top-end talent, which is why they are always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I just How about think them they Tar Heels? Out, oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> yeah they, they sitting right next to Louisville and, like, just chilling on the couch right Speaking now. Speaking of chilling on the couch, I, I got to ask, maybe I'm the only one that sees the, the subtlety in this, but – I don't know. I don't know. You guys watch. I don't know how much you pay attention to the commercials during the games, and you of course see the same commercials over and over. With it, so they're like bleeding in your brain. And the one, the Nissan commercial involving the Louisville Cardinal uh, mascot, is just an insult. And just don't even show it to me. I what throwing the bird seed? At I mean, face. just uh, yeah, just, just the fact that I got to see the Cardinal remind me that we're not playing. Yeah. Just, just throw it away. But I bring up you said on the couch was I, I I'd heard about it, but I hadn't seen it until last night. The uh, the topping commercial with UK with the uh, the Sprint Girl, yes, the, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lily or whatever, Lily. yeah, Lily, and you know they're they're chilling, they're on the yeah, couch, talking, the uh, topic, talking, Jacob talking, yeah, yeah, and he's talking about you know being a one and done, <laughs> staying forward, and yada yada, yeah. and uh, and but on the couch like watching the game, you know, because they're streaming the games. Is that just is that the, is that Sprint's way of saying that Kentucky's going to be out of here and he's going to be chilling on the couch watching the rest of the tournaments? Good point, maybe. I mean, that's, that's what point. I kind of got from that. I was like, wait a second, he's he's on the shouldn't he be playing? That is a good point. Yeah, I mean, is this, are they mocking that, them yeah. for being one and done last year and, be, and, and being out and having to chill and watch St. Peter's play on the tournament? That's true. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I read too much in the commercials. Now, yeah, you know what? I like where your head is at. Hopefully we can make that a, a reality. I, you know, I, 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 The one thing that I've gotten enjoyment out of this year is that Kentucky's not been very good. So every time they lose. They, got a, I, they, got, they might have a chance in this tournament, though. They've got a nice little bracket pool. I, I just, you know, with with not having a healthy point guard on the roster, like if, if Kaysen Wallace is not nearly – 100%. I mean, he looked very injured versus Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament. He don't look ready to go. If he's not ready to go, Kentucky's leaving early. They won't make it to the second weekend. Uh, speed tournament games, like Marquette's up 14 right now with 10 minutes to play in the second half of over Vermont. Sorry, uh, Dylan, Dylan Penn, yeah. Um, Pittsburgh is up seven on the previously mentioned. We talked about it off the air. They're Iowa up twenty-two State. to two. They're only up seven now. Yeah, tw- twenty-six nineteen with wow. three minutes playing the first. I like Pitt in this game, by the way. Comeback. Uh, and what could be the high? We would thought was going to be the highest scoring game, at least back and forth. No defense. Creighton and NC State. 
Uh, Creighton is up 20 to 14 with seven minutes to play in that first half. Those are the only three games on the slate right now. Iona, you know their coaches, right? Uh, they're going to be they're playing here in about fit 20 minutes against UConn. I will definitely be watching that game. I'll be interested to see because UConn is one of the teams that's you know the dark horse championship pick. I've seen them as a, uh, a you know as a darling to make it to the Final Four. Uh, so Iona Rick Pitino, if he can pull that one. And also, let's not remind people that uh, we have we will not only have IU later on tonight on this airwaves uh, as they take on Kent State. I'll be avoiding an upset, but I picked them to go to the Final Four, so they'll probably lose. Uh, <laughs> and and but before that, we'll have as much coverage as we can of Purdue as they take on uh, uh, Dickinson. How how Dickinson? Barely. Um, <laughs> that was a shout there for Mike. He loves that joke. And as they take wow. on uh, the Bullmakers, that game's tip off at six fifty, but we'll probably we'll go right to their pregame. Uh, their coverage as soon as we get out here at 6. So. Okay, that's what's up. A little, a little update for everybody out there. Oh, look at Trevor Kelsey being a radio professional right there. I know, there. right? Breaking down scores? <laughs> Far from look it. Look at this guy. Yeah, you know yeah, the same guy that made it's a boobies and tater tot jokes in a porno <laughs> mag reference earlier. <laughs> Professionalism at its best. That's why you made there the big jokes. <laughs> uh, Texter in 502-414-1450. Texter says, Stupid Kihei Clark single-handedly broke my stupid bracket. He said, No lie. Last night I had a bad dream that he came to U of L as a grad transfer and woke up in a cold sweat. <laughs> I mean, man, he graduated crazy. like two years ago. I yeah, mean. I mean, he's still, but yeah, I, I bet he still has some eligibility left. He's only been in college like what 12, 13 yeah, he's years. Been there a while. He's going for the Jesse Settles record. I was definitely not upset. So, how do you take this whole Virginia thing? Like, can Tony Bennett coach or can he not yeah. coach? It's a hell of like, a coach. You know how I know he's a hell of a coach? Three first round. Because that X's. team is not a fourth seed level team. I watched that team play all year long and I, I, I've said it on this airways. That's not a very good Virginia team. I mean, I mean, they were what, in the top ten almost all year long. Yeah, because Tony Bennett is getting the most out of a team in that system. Okay, and he does what he does with the he does the best he can with what he's got. I mean, I, I mean, he has a one sixteen. He has a what a two fifteen or a three fourteen as far as losses first round. He's had problems with upsets. Obviously, the one I mean, the big sixteen one. But and then you have he's lost twice as a four seed last this year and and recently as well to Ohio. A couple of years ago, as a as a four thirteen, but I mean this team, the, the day this team lost a little by three was like I'm, I don't even care who they're playing the first round, picking yeah. them to lose. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just it was inevitable and it, it happened. But I mean, I still think Tony Bennett's a great coach. I'd take Tony Bennett here right now. I'd give, I mean, not that I'm going to lose it anyway, probably in the next six or seven years, but I'll give my left foot right now for him. You know, it, yeah. it, it'd be interesting yeah. to see what Tony Bennett can do with talent. I mean, I mean, well, you won, won a national title. Yes, I'm saying, but like, <laughs> I mean, like, 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 real kind of got end. lucky in the road to do it, but he yeah. did it. I, I mean, mean, but like, real yeah. top end talent year in and year out. Like, like, what could he do? I mean, no, it's I like, mean, well, I think it depends what you consider top end talent. Now, I mean, are you saying that like him? Do you want him to get like guys that are projected like talent wise, like in terms right. of top ten recruits? Or I mean, have I mean, DeAndre Hunter was a, a lottery pick. I mean, right. he was a top talent guy, but without being a Maybe a top ten recruit. He was probably top hundred. I think it's just about. I mean, you can get guys in the you top one hundred, right top guys fifty. To fit. But I, I mean, the, the biggest, the yeah. biggest issue with the Bennett system is, and, and that's always been the thing. When you play kind of that low scoring style, you just don't have a lot of room for error because yeah. when you play that way, it keeps both teams in the game to where if you can chain together three or four possessions and score. Well, you've got to have a guy that you can you know? get. You have, you've got to have a guy that can get you, as the, as the kids like to say, buckets. Yes. You know, as, as, as the youth like to, to, to drop. The youth. 
The youth, the youth, the youth of America. The youth of America. <laughs> and yes. I think it was a Drake comment. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they like to drop the buckets. And, I mean, you ha- like I mentioned, you guys like Hunter in the past, that, that they could do that. And this year they just didn't have that. I mean, Keon Clark was the best that they had, I guess, for that. And I, mean, still, I mean, that team was just perfect. He just, he's still not, he wasn't that good. He wasn't good enough to make up. That I mean, this team was in a bad ACC, well coached, but I mean, talent wise, this team probably should have been like a seven ten seed. I mean, they could they could play the the way that they won that championship. When you had Kyle Guy who could get you a bucket, you had Ty Jerome that could get you a bucket, and you had DeAndre Hunter who was a great defensive player and could also get you a bucket. Yeah. It was just the perfect mix. I think this this Virginia team. team, I mean, was kind of like uh, a, a, a little comparison for it would be like the uh, the Louisville team that lost them uh, in the first round, uh, the Knowles team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a team, the Louisville team, that was probably Rick Pitino's best coaching job his yeah. entire time at Louisville. I agree. Short of you know getting Ellis Miles to look normal. Yeah, and and the, I mean, that was a team that didn't need to be a four seed. I mean, had had yeah. less NBA talent on than, than the team we lost to. That's true. Uh, so I mean, that's that that that's what this kind of that's what this team Virginia team is in a way. I mean, I, they're probably not comparable by the, the rosters, but was a team that probably had no business being a four seed, but was because. Tony Bennett and Rick Pitino are two hell of coaches. And and with all that said, I would definitely not want Tony Bennett as a Louisville coach. I know that sounds terrible coming off a four win season, but I just couldn't do it. I would I would hate watching our games. I mean, I know that it doesn't matter as long as you're. I mean, winning. He's owned this on top. You got to remember, I know. Virginia has lost to more thirteen seeds in the last five years than we've beaten them. Five hundred two, and we play them twice a year. Am I crazy so for harsh. not wanting Tony it's Bennett true. as my coach? It is true. That's still harsh. <laughs> That's all I want to know. Dude, am I crazy for not wanting Tony Bennett as my coach? I just you I don't are. know if I could. Because we it. got Kenny Payne. We don't need nothing else. Oh, here you go. <laughs> and by the way, our last tourney win Texas says was March nineteenth of twenty seventeen, two thousand one hundred and eighty nine days ago. Yeah, it was the fifteen two fifteen. Good game. lord, who did we beat that? 15 that is season? that is just. Oh, come on, man. Like, we, we got to get it turned around. We need something. And you know what? The next step can happen in less than one hour. We are literally 59 minutes away from the announcement on YouTube, 247 Sports Channel, uh, Jody Demling's network. They're going to be making that announcement. It's very interesting that he's going with YouTube. If it was on ESPN, he'd guarantee he'd be committing to North Carolina or Kansas if he was on ESPN. But he's making his decision on YouTube, so that makes me think Louisville's going to get him. Because, you know, our kids don't make announcements on, on national television. We're only a good game the last time. We can put on Bally's. <laughs> put, the, put the announcement on Bally's so no one can find it. So, yeah, they own Fox Sports. Those guys went bankrupt. Those guys filed for bankruptcy. That would be great. The Trenton they Flowers should. announcement on RSN. That would be the most Louisville Ugh. thing ever. No one would ever find it. You couldn't find it. Everybody's complaining about where, what channels it all Where's on? the commitment? <laughs> no, no, nothing makes me want to look like Pookie more than than, 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 the, uh, than when the, we were on Bally's. I hate being on Bally's so bad. That's the announcers are horrible. They the have, lighting is always dark. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, they have one camera shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. What microphone is? Oh, they, 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 they've lost me forever. That well, they, I mean, I have to watch them when they're on there, and I still have to pay for their subscription. So apparently, they, shorties, but they lost me when they took away the Louisville baseball game years ago. Oh, we were playing North yeah. Carolina State. Yeah, and the game the game went to extra innings. And instead of like staying with it, they cut away to like a replay of a strongman contest or something. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I, I'm sitting here, we're in extra innings, and now I'm suddenly watching Lou Ferrigno pull a bus <laughs> with his teeth. <laughs> Like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> hey, so check this out. Apparently, uh, the uh, 247 though. Sports website just screwed up and sent out a tweet early. 3.41 p.m. 
Uh, top five star Trenton Flowers commits to Louisville and reclassifies the 2023 class. They sent this tweet at 3.41 p.m. Somebody accidentally hit the I feel bad for button. Trenton Flowers, man. Oh, wow. Like, I mean, that poor kid, this is like, this could be the highlight of his life. I know. And he just, oh, come on, 247. Oh, no. Oh, that's, that's, well, that's rough. congratulations. Wow. Good news. <laughs> So apparently that's going to happen. Is that Trent Flowers? This is why I don't. Like, this is why I sometimes stay off of Twitter, like especially during drafts. Like I used to hate the old Wojciechowski spoiling the draft thing. Or <laughs> come yeah, on, I mean, man! I, I want to hear that. I want to be excited. I want Christmas morning. I want the presents open and see and feel the effect. Yeah, whoever's running that that account for two four seven sports, uh, maybe it's a fake out. Maybe it's a deep fake. Oh, I mean, it's a deep possibly, state. but coming I mean, deep state. it's but it's coming deep from like their official spot, and considering flowers. they're the ones that's holding this, uh, you know, holding this announcement. That maybe just, has to do with TikTok in China. Wow, says what's up, y'all? You it's Ross. <laughs> no, I'm not on TikTok. I, I cut the line at, at Twitter. I'm too young to be. I'm I'm, I'm too old to be on TikTok. Ross says uh, he says I'm we, on the gram. I'm not on Instagram either. Wow, I, I, I don't do. I'm on, I'm you on don't the do gram. any of those things. You know, I'm, I've, I've thought about chat. doing Instagram just because. Uh, you should be an Instagram model. Well, just for the. Tr- <laughs> I can't. All I got to do is put model. I'm famous, right? That's it. Uh, man. But just take your shelf. And just, I will. Try. I will say this. I've considered getting on Instagram just for the trolling. Because like I, I love when people send me like pictures of Instagram accounts, and for some reason, if you don't have an account, you can only look at the pictures for like thirty seconds, and it kicks you off. And like sometimes I need more. I mean, amazingly true. Sometimes I need more than thirty seconds to look through the pictures. <laughs> You have to about doing like dadbod.com. Well, most women in my life would disagree with that, but I, I, it's true. <laughs> I think try dadbod.com. Yeah, yeah, dadbod.com. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even have a dad bod. Yeah, oh, yeah right. sure you do. <laughs> like, I, like heavy D, man. I'm not touching. Oh, yeah. no. Give me a yellow. Give me. Give me a yellow jump, uh, rain suit. That's right, man. Heavy D, man. Overweight lover in the house. Ain't nothing wrong with that. The thoughts nah, of the I'm more like of Haven Harrington and Trevor Kelsey <laughs> do not reflect the staff and management of WXPW or any of their. Support. Subsidiaries. <laughs> I'm the Uncle Phil. I have no problem with that. Don't be Uncle Phil. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, before we go to break, I do want uh, to get get Ross texting there. He says, "Well, he says, hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ross. He says we need someone like the Towson shooting guard transfer, Nick Timberlake. We need a combo guard that can really shoot it from beyond the arc. Uh, another guy, whether a guard, a forward, or a guard with good vision and can get into the lane and break down defenses. A backup guard and another big man. So basically, a combo guard." Kind of a point forward or another combo guard, as well as a bench role playing guard and another big man. Like Nickelberry? I agree with that. There's no way there's any eligibility left. No, uh, Josh Nickelberry? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, he's, hey, the guy's averaging what, 18 points a game or something crazy? I mean, didn't I, they I win would, like eight games? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I would definitely sad. like to see a veteran that point guard. That doubled us. Yeah. <laughs> he's no Lionel Simmons, I'll give you that. I, I mean, a, a veteran Not point Lionel Richie. to go along with. Uh, <laughs> with uh, with uh, Sky Clark, I think a veteran point guard. Uh, and definitely, I agree with you. Somebody like a Ryan McMahon that can knock it down from three, and then maybe another role playing uh, combo guard. I think you need three ball handlers uh, in that group, and then I agree with him. Another big man, another true post player. Just because you don't know if I mean I understand all the hype around Dennis Evans, but you don't know if he's going to be ready to go game one. So especially with now the fact that it's official that Roosevelt Wheeler is not going to be a part of the team. You've already lost Sidney Curry. You've got to find another big man. Um, well, so. you don't, let's all, I'm not forgetting when we talked about when we named off our roster. Let, let, I, we, I, you just reminded me we don't have four. We have three spots left in that case. Let's not forget a, a core four. 
Yeah. I mean, oh, he, yeah, he's that's still, right. You know, you're, you're, you're right. So, yeah, you're right. that's, that's Tinsel. And there's your and, big man also, right there. But he's also more of a four. He's only 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, don't know if he's, you know, I, I you don't. You can play the center position at 6'8", in college basketball. That's, that's fair. You can play, you can play the fair. center position in the NBA at 6'8", today. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, so I mean, you, but like, you might be able to get away with it. Well, then, you know, let's, let's, we'll cross that bridge when we get but to I, it. But I, I would, <laughs> with losing both Rose Wheeler can't and. Can't tight, right? Excuse me, Rose and Curry. I would like to definitely see more of a post player with one of those transfer spots. Just to kind of fill in at that spot. I think we have enough small forward, power forward guys to last the last. But maybe Kenny Wants to play like like the positionless basketball, <laughs> where like everybody's like you know, there's no real such thing as positionless basketball. Well, it right? could be. I mean, it I think I be. mean if you if you've got if you've got Dennis coming in, which I mean, it's still going to be raw as a freshman. I mean, you've got Henley, if Henley Hatfield does return, and then you've got obviously a core four. I mean, that's three guys right there. You can rotate your center position, and that's all you really need. If you're, yeah, if you're, I mean, because Brandon Huntley Hatfield, you really need it right now if you if you're Kenny Payne. Huntley Hatfield is definitely, I think, more suited for the five anyway. I think he can play the four, the yeah, five. He, he I think play he wants both. to be more the four because he wants to be in the NBA. And in the NBA, you, if you can't stretch out to the, the yeah. at six, he can at step away and shoot it. I mean, he's got a nice shooting touch. Um, but, you know, I think that he found his best groove, <laughs> if you can call it that, in a season that where you only have four wins. I thought his best groove is when he did start to assert himself on the block and use that 250-pound frame. Um, I think that that kind of helped him out. And it also loosened him up because when you had him playing at five, those five men really didn't want to stretch out to the three-point line, and it helped him a lot. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that if you can go if you go with the group with Evans, I think it's serviceable. But I would like to see one more experienced post player be a part of that group. But I tell mm-hmm. you what, fellas, we're going to go ahead and hit this break. I know we're about, eh, we're about the, what, 439. I would say we're still counting down for the announcement, but <laughs> it's done. Apparently, 2474 said, screw your <laughs> announcement. We can't wait. We just won four games, damn it. We're not waiting another hour to find out we're getting kids in Somebody just hit tweet, tweet, go, yeah. do it. Look, the sleeper yeah, cell zero patience again. right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you are listening to the Mike Rutherford Show. Rashawn Myers, Hayman Harrington, Trevor Kelsey, WXVW, Big X Sports Radio, and we'll be back. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. And 
Welcome back. Welcome back into the Mike Rutherford Show. Uh, rolling up toward it's our time is flying by. Uh, Trevor Kelsey, I, I don't know if y'all know, but you know, I, I'm the host with the most, so not only can I, uh, you know, rock the microphone, but I can also produce. So I went ahead and let Trevor uh, get on out of here a little bit early. Uh, so uh, thanks to Trevor for, for checking in with us, coming in. Uh, myself and Haven Harrington will take you all up uh, to the six o'clock hour. Uh, has been fun. Time has been flying by. Uh, you know, we just continue to just roll on down the road. Haven Harrington, these uh, NCAA tournament games are going wild and crazy. Pittsburgh uh, continues to lead. They are up 30-23 at the half on Iowa State um, after the um, – uh, after the 22-2 start, uh, to Iowa State's credit, they did close it to a seven-point game at the half. Uh, Marquette is uh, just blowing out uh, Vermont right now. And it's a two-point game, NC State and Creighton. That was one of my upset specials, another one of those 6-11 matchups. I thought the Wolfpack uh, would get it taken care of. Creighton does have the two-point lead at halftime. Uh, so we'll continue to keep eyes on those as well. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny, man. I'm still thinking about I, – I cannot believe that 247 Sports spoiled their own announcement. Uh, you know, Trenton Flowers uh, doing the whole big buildup, and then they accidentally send that tweet out. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how things go now when they actually do the announcement in earnest at 530. Uh, but we will be watching that uh, to get the official word. I don't know if we get any um, tweeted out audio from that, then we'll try to – play that for you guys before we get out of here um, but you know continue to send your thoughts uh, text in on anything you hear going on 502-414-1450 and in fact you know what since I'm the guy running things behind the board if you want to give us a call 502-384-1450 I know they don't usually do calls on the Mike Rutherford show but I am opening We're doing up, a call. I am opening up the phone line so if you want to get in and be one of the first people to talk on the uh, Mike Rutherford show we will take that 502-384-1450. Would love to hear uh, from you. Uh, Texter says, um, if we get flowers uh, as well as the six uh, – uh, he said that would be actually six signees plus Mike James, J.J., uh, 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 Brandon and uh, a core four. So that only leaves three spots for transfers. So that definitely does put the premium on uh, those spots, uh, you know, with, um, uh, with Sky Clark's commitment, I definitely think you're going to have to see at least two of those spots. In my personal opinion, I think all three of those spots should be perimeter guys. I think they need to be ball handlers. I think Haven, one of the biggest issues with Louisville last year, just in terms of preparation for the season, I thought that because you pretty much had L. Ellis as the only scholarship guard on the roster, it's really hard to simulate in practice good competition because you don't really have anybody to push him as a starter. So, you know, it's it's – you're going out there, you're playing against walk-ons, you're playing against trainers, you're playing against, uh, you know, the, those grad guys. Grad assistants. Grad assistants. You just aren't able to kind of get the type of ball pressure and the type of preparation you need. That's why I think that you definitely want to go out there probably with those three spots. I forgot about a core four. So with that being the case, I think all three of those spots need to be guards, probably a scoring guard, maybe a combo guard, and then maybe a, I would say a true point guard because that way you have a starting point and a two uh, with your starting five and then a, a, a true 
point guard and another combo guy as your backup so those guys can really work on each other in practice. I think that would be something that would really help. I think one of the big issues that Louisville had coming in to the season this year is that those guys really had not seen any type of pressure defense or any team that could actually give them any resistance. Um, so it was kind of a shock to the system. And you come out there and you lose to Lenore Ryan because you really hadn't seen anybody who could actually put ball pressure on you. And you it's know? something that you just can't simulate in practice. Right. Well, when you're don't have when you not going up against anybody especially. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it makes it really hard when you can't simulate in practice. Then you see it. And that, that could explain, like, a lot of turnovers because yeah. you just didn't have anybody to, to simulate the pressure that you were going to get. And once you got it, it was like, uh, now what do we do? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, Texter says, is the uh, music theme for the day original rock and jock softball songs? <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Now, you know, I, I don't really have a theme. I'm just, you know, I was just kind of playing, you know, I don't know. Whatever came to my head. I don't really have a theme. If you all have a suggested theme or if you want to hear something, you know. I am DJing this party. I don't mind uh, popping something up there for you. But y'all know I, we always like to have a good time with our music on Wake Up 502 on Saturday mornings. So make sure you check us out every Saturday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. here on the Big X. Uh, we have a good time. We get you ready for your Saturday. Uh, you know, we have a lot of fun. Music is a big part of what we do in the morning. So we like to get y'all moving and grooving on Saturday mornings. You got to have a little uh, musical coffee to wake you up on a Saturday to get you rolling so you know that is a big part of it but I am always here for suggestions so you can send your suggestions also into 502-414-1450 but you know I I think that um, you know one of the big things that that we're going to have to see this Louisville team uh, as we get ready I I love the steps that they've taken so far I think that these commitments um, give you a reason to hope uh, you know, if, if you want to see things turn around and everybody should like I, I don't really subscribe to the fact that, you know, there are some people out there that believe, uh, you know, like I've heard some people say that that myself on Twitter, uh, you know, you would rather see Kenny Payne fail and this team lose just so you can be right. Like, I don't subscribe. I've never subscribed to the fact that I want to see a guy lose games. Like, I'm never going to cheer against my own team. I also don't believe that you can appropriate a team and say if you were critical with the team, now you don't have any right to celebrate the victories or the successes or the big-time commitments. Uh, you know, if you're a fan of Louisville, you're a fan of Louisville. You celebrate everything. Uh, you know, you have the, the right to celebrate and get excited when things go well, and you have the right to complain or be upset or be critical when things go badly. I mean, I think that's part of being a fan, right? Well, no, like, like here's the thing: like you just can't blindly accept everything, right? Like yeah. you just can't accept, like, oh, you know, we're kind of mediocre, so that's fine because yeah, well, that's it'll be all right. We you know we're just an average team. We make the tournament every four or five years instead of it being something that's expected that we make every year. Because once you start to lower those expectations, right, then you get what you get, right? Like, you get what you lower your expectations to. Like, if you become okay with making a tournament every three or four years, then don't be surprised if you make the tournament only every three or four years. Yeah. Because that's what you, that's that's the expectations you put out there. And if you keep lowering your expectations, you're going to get just a worse product. Yeah, I, I don't believe in lowering the expectations. The University of Louisville, the minimum ex- expectation is you make the tournament every year. Like, that's the whole thing. Louisville, I mean, 22 wins was an afterthought for this school. I mean, you know, outside of the, uh, you know, the couple of years that Denny was just down and out, 
you you know, just add water, there's 22 wins and Louisville's in the tournament. You know, the question is more where are we going to be seeding-wise and, uh, you know, how are we going to go ahead and get to the second weekend? That was always the question. It was never about if they were going to make it or if Louisville was going to be a part of the proceedings. Uh, you know, and I don't think you lower those expectations. You, you know, if anything, you look to how can we get to the second weekend every year? You know, so, I mean, no, no, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, you know, that's one of the things that's been one of the big misnomers is that, you know, anybody that was critical of the team hates Kenny Payne. I don't hate Kenny Payne. You know, I, I, I mean, was he my first choice? No. Um, you know, are there other people that I thought could have possibly did a better job? Yes. But you know what? Once he got the job and he was announced, he was my coach. You know, he's, he's coaching my team. He's the team, the team that I, I pull for and, and I get excited about. But you know what? I don't care who the coach is. If you have four wins, I'm going to be critical. I don't care if your name is Rick Bettino. I don't care if your name is Chris Mack. I don't care if your name is Denny Crum. <laughs> if you only win four games, I'm going to have just as much of a problem with you then. I don't care if it would have been Kelvin Sampson that was the coach. I don't care if it would have been Bruce Pearl or, you know, uh, Eric Musselman, whoever. I don't care who it is. If you have four wins, I'm going to be critical of it, and I'm going to have just as many problems with it. So, you know, I mean, hopefully this is the start of the turnaround. I'm super, super excited about um, these additions. Sky Clark is a guy who, while I love um, the addition of him, bringing in that type of five-star talent, his turnover rate, he was almost as bad with his turnover rate as Jalen Withers was. And Jalen Withers was a, a power forward slash small forward. Sky Clark was a point guard at Illinois. So that's going to be something that he's got to get better with. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me to, uh, you know, similar numbers that L. Ellis was putting up early in the year. If you remember, L was doing, you know, four and five turnovers, one and two assists through the first month, month and a half of the season. Um, and that's kind of where Sky Clark was. He averaged before uh, leaving in his first 13 games, he was two assists, two turnovers. So he literally was a one-to-one assist to turnover, a turnover ratio. You can't have that at your point guard spot. You got to have somebody who's going to take, take care of the ball, and you want them to have in college at least a two-to-one assist to turnover ratio. Uh, so that's going to be something that Sky's going to have to um, continue to get better at. That's why I would love to see um, – uh, you know, I, I would love to see some guys, some veteran guys. And I did want to bring up, I have a couple of names for you guys to put in your uh, memory banks. I know that um, our, our previous texter uh, brought up one of the guys uh, that he uh, thought, of, you know, would be a good player to get uh, talking about that knockdown shooter. Uh, but one of the guys that um, I think that, that we should look at um, should also be, uh, there's a kid, Sean Conway. Um, okay. who is a transfer from VMI. Uh, there's been some interest in him. Conway, I believe, is a 6'5 uh, shooting guard uh, for VMI, a knockdown three-point shooter. Uh, that would be a guy to keep an eye on. Another name that I've heard that, that Louisville um, is trying to get involved with is Charles Pride. Uh, he is a, a transfer as well. I can't remember um, who Charles plays for. I will have to uh, to look that up. Um, but those are two names that I've heard. Hold on, I'm pulling up his uh, information uh, right now. Uh, let's see, basketball player, uh, Charles Pride. Here we go. Uh, and Charles was actually a member of the Bryant Bulldogs. Um, so Charles Pride was a kid, uh, played for Bryant, 6'4 guard, another bigger guard. We know that Kenny Payne loves both of these guys. Pride and Conway are both 6'4", 6'5", so he fits the Kenny Payne mold of the big, long uh, guards. Uh, he averaged 14.6 rebounds, 2.5 assists. Uh, so good numbers uh, for Bryant. Um, he shot 45% from the field uh, and shot – 
37% from three, 84.5% uh, uh, free throw shooter. So very good player. Um, I, I think Pride would be an excellent addition. Uh, the same for Conway. Those are the types of guys, Conway being more of a two, Pride being more of a combo guard. If you can get those two guys and then get maybe one more dyed-in-the-wool point guard, if you can bring in a Davion McKnight with that third spot, like that's perfect. If you can have Pride, Conway, and Davion McKnight to add with Sky Clark, I think you're good. That, that gives you plenty of competition in practice. Um, that gives you guys with experience to mix, mix with incoming talent. And every other spot, you're good. If, if you can have that be your group, um, you've got to be excited for the opportunity. I don't think that fixes all the ills. Kenny Payne is still going to have to show that he's able to step up in other areas to get his team better prepared moving into the season. We definitely need, need to still see a lot in terms of his philosophies defensively. Um, but I think that's a great start. Um, so, you know, those are just some names that you guys want to keep an eye on um, just moving forward. Uh, Texter says, Withers was a powerful turnover machine. <laughs> yeah, he was good at that. That was that was the one thing that Kenny Payne coming into the season saying that he wanted Jalen Withers to be one of the better ball handlers because of his athleticism and dexterity. That was one of those things that we kind of pushed the – pause button on early is like yeah did Kenny Payne actually watch any film of Jalen Withers dribbling the ball <laughs> because that brother dribbles the ball off his foot literally one out of every three times he has the ball that really didn't get better last year under year year one with Kenny Payne Jalen Withers still couldn't dribble the ball and he still tend to uh turn it over anytime he had to put the ball on the floor more than two dribbles um so yeah I would definitely like to see some guys that have that ability I thought that JJ Trainer, who was a kind of a turnover turnover machine early kind of figured it out figured out that he was a one or two dribble guy and stopped you know trying to handle like a point guard and break guys down off the dribble he kind of learned his spot and his bread and butter so that's what you've got to hope that you see with everybody on this Louisville roster is that just guys continue to take a step forward but I tell you what man it the day is fun you know it's five o'clock already Haven no like it's crazy it's two hours in the book uh you know we got one hour to go that was a uh, a quick short segment. We're going to go actually get on time. See what happens when Trevor Kelsey leaves the studio. We can actually get out on time. I'm just messing with you, Trevor. <laughs> I, I know you're not. You. <laughs> that's, that's mean haven. But I tell you what, we're going to hit this. You are listening to the Mike Rutherford Show. We will be back on the other side. We are T minus 30 minutes down. I know that some of the, you know, Luster's been taking off this announcement at 530, uh, but we're going to talk about that. I want to actually get Haven Haven's thoughts. Uh, they did put the announcement out of the open practices for spring uh, for the Brahms squad, so I want to get Haven's thoughts on that uh, as we move towards that. We're still taking your text and thoughts as well, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. I would love to hear that. And you know what? If you want to give a call, 502-384-1450. Uh, that's the, uh, the call-in line. I like to call it the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, that's what we call it on Saturday mornings. But if you want to give us a call and give us your thoughts on anything that's going on with the NCAA tournament, Louisville basketball, what you would want to see with those positions, uh, you know, or anything else, I would love to hear your thoughts. So 502-384-1450, you want to give us a call. You are listening to Mike Rutherford. We'll be back on the Big X.
Welcome back. Welcome back in. Mike Rutherford Show is going down. Last hour of the week. It's 5 p.m. That's when ones is getting shook out there for real. <laughs> they, they, if you know, you know. But uh, uh, all these announcements going down, man. We're, we're 30 minutes from making it official. I know that uh, 247 Sports, maybe they have those little, uh, those little vignettes. Uh, out there for all the schools. I'm just going to go ahead and say that, you know, they, they may have those possible vignettes made out for Connecticut, North Carolina, and Creighton, and all the teams in the final list for Trenton Flowers. I'm just going to say they accidentally hit the Louisville one uh, on accident. So we're going to hear in earnest the decision uh, to be made by Trenton Flowers coming up here at 5.30 p.m. on uh, the uh, 247 Sports YouTube channel. Um, so definitely – I'm excited for that. Also super excited for these uh, NCAA basketball tournament games going on. Pittsburgh continues uh, to lead uh, early in the second half. Uh, Pittsburgh Panthers up on the Cyclones, 33-25. Creighton clinging to a a four-point lead on NC State. They just started the second half as well. Um, And Iona. Rick Pitino and the fighting uh, Gales of Iona, two-point lead right now, 19-17. So uh, one of the dark horse Final Four teams that I've heard everybody picking and everybody – Clark Kellogg, a man who always picks nobody who ever gets the Final Four. I love Clark I love Special K. But Special K, every time he does his bracket predictions – he always has like a Big Ten team in there that never makes it. He always has like usually about one of his teams make it every year to the Final Four. Uh, but you know he's he's got UConn in his Final Four, I believe. So this would definitely bust his bracket. But I can't talk about him. I do have UConn in the Elite Eight, so I I do expect the Huskies to make a run. But right now, uh, Rick Pitino showing some of that uh, March. Uh, Magic again, uh, at least early on. We'll see if the Gales can actually make it close down the stretch. But uh, still have some other games coming up, as Trevor talked about. Uh, Purdue and Fairleigh Dickinson uh, coming up here at 6.50 on TNT. UK, the one that is, uh, I guess, of, of the biggest uh, focus of folks here locally. UK Providence uh, tips 7.10 p.m. on CBS uh, and then we got another good one, uh, Drake Miami coming up 725. So that's kind of that next window of games. I think those are probably the best uh, of the matchups coming up in that next window. So I'll be very excited to see what goes on with that. But Haven Harrington, they did make the announcement. Um, we're about to get going here uh, with spring practice uh, starting next week. Uh, Jeff Brom and the Brom squad getting ready. It does not look, um, you know, like Pierce Clarkson. He's dealing with some sort of foot issue. So I don't think that we're going to have the opportunity to see Pierce. Some some have said he may be missing the whole spring. Um, so, you know, if that is the case, that would be a big-time bummer. I know people wanted to see what Pierce had, um, but it doesn't look like he's going to be ready to go at least at the start um, of spring practice, and it, it is up in question if he'll actually even practice. But uh, what do you think about that? Every Saturday is going to be open to the public. Scott Satterfield hated spring practice. He wanted to have – like if, if we were still in the Scott Satterfield regime, I think our spring practice would be just about over with right it would now. Be over, I mean, like it would literally be over with. <laughs> like – I remember that first year where everybody was so excited to see his offense and what he was going to do. And I think he had like one practice. It didn't have a spring game. It was just kind of an open practice. Right. And it was frigid. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was literally like the second or third week of March. Yeah, it was literally. like really cold. Like nobody was there. And people kind of rumbled and kind of like, 
oh, well, if he wins, I guess we won't mind too much. And, you know, and the logic behind it was, you know, he wanted to hurry and get to practice as soon as you could after the bowl game so there wouldn't be that, that drop-off. Yeah. You know, which – Well, and, and, he, and the thought that if you get somebody hurt during spring, bro, spring ball, heal. you have you have longer to, you know, heal. Yeah. You know, to be healthy for the fall. Which makes which makes perfect sense. But, you know, in schools, like, once again, I think he misjudged what being at a, at a power five school is like because, like, the spring game is, is huge. But Brom, you know, being here with, with Bobby, and Bobby had a lot of his – not all of his practices open, but – Right. You know, Bobby had a lot of his practices open. had a lot of scrimmages open as well. And, you know, of course he had the spring game. And, you know, all that is coming back. That's what, like – Cardinal football fans have been craving was for all this to come back. Now you got practices open. You know, you get to see what the team's like. And, you know, when, when fans can go by and watch the team practice and watch them work out, you know, you get to know the players better. Uh, you know, it builds, a, you know, real sense of community between the teams and the fan base. And I think that's been missing. So to see that come back is just, like, awesome. And to see, you know, what we you know how Jake Plummer's going to be a quarterback. You yeah. know, you know, to see, uh, you know, if, if the Brown boys still got their magic and, and, and they can still produce spinners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's Jack Plummer, of course. Jack, Jack Plummer. That's right. No, Jack Plummer played uh, for Arizona. Yeah, Arizona State, yes. Yeah. No, no relation, by the way, even though, you know, he's from Arizona. There's that's, that's no relation, which is so funny. Yeah, yeah. Jack and Jake Plummer, no relation. Uh, but, yeah, so we get to see what, what Jack Plummer can do. I saw a video of him, you know, the throwing the ball in, in, in shorts, you know, and everybody – wowing and gushing over that video of that single throw <laughs> like like we love to do uh but we do get to see Jack Plummer um I'll be very interested to see with kind of you know the other guys um you know I can't what's the kid from Alabama that that really didn't play this year the uh the quarterback I can't think of the young Johnson uh, yes Caleb, uh, Caleb, Johnson. Caleb Johnson, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Like, we haven't really heard any Caleb Johnson news at all. Um, a lot of people thought that Caleb may be one of those guys looking to transfer, uh, but we have not heard any news of a transfer. And you would think with, uh, uh, you know, with um, Pierce Clarkson being out, maybe this is an opportunity for Caleb Johnson to kind of show what he can do since he's kind of been a question mark um, since joining. Uh, you know, we really haven't heard anything about him. Uh, so, you know, uh, we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens with him and with that. But the fact that every Saturday practice is going to be open and that Louisville's going back to the traditional spring game being the Friday before Thunder over Louisville on that follow- on that next Saturday, the very next day. Um, you know, going back to that traditional setup, that was a huge hit under Bobby Petrino for years. Um, so going back to that, I love it. I love the idea. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely a lot of excitement. Is there anybody uh, or any position group that, you know, you, you want to keep an eye on or you think is the most important? Of course, everybody always talks about the quarterbacks, especially under Brom, uh, you know, and the fact that you get to see Plummer. But I guess that's kind of the easy answer. But is there any other group that you're going to be paying special attention to just with the turnover or the fact that there's been, you know, defection? Is there going to be anything that you're looking at? The entire defense. I'm okay. kind of curious to see. The Ron English four-two-five defense that we're going to employ this year, and just to kind of see like what that looks like. Can we keep the intensity up? Can we keep? I mean, I I seriously doubt we can keep the pass rush up like we did last year. Yeah, but it'll still be interesting to see like what that looks like, right? Because that's always been, you know, if you look at Brom and Western and look at Brom and Purdue, you know, one of his Achilles' heels was like they could score points. 
but they always had a hard time keeping the other team from scoring points. Right. So, and, and some of that was just that you, you just couldn't get the talent on defense at Purdue that you can here. Uh, so it's just going to be interesting to see, like, what that defense looks like. Like, how good do these guys really look? Can he cover the offense? Because, you know, one of the things is, you know, you want to get tested practicing and practice day in and day out, practicing and practice out or going against this offense. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, what type of defense we field. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, that, that that's an excellent question. I just got a text into the text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, texter actually said, what's the call-in number? Well, and for anybody that wants to call, but for, for you, okay, give it, go ahead and give us a call. That's 502-384-1450. Uh, let's just call it the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Since Mike ain't here, he can't argue with me against the call-in number <laughs> and what I like to call it. So go ahead and give us a call. We'd actually absolutely love you. Let's go ahead. Look, got it calling, so we're going to go ahead and bring this caller uh, right on in, and we're going to bring him and put him right on there. I know that's dangerous, but uh, uh, caller, hold on. Let's get you up here. Caller, you with me? Uh, Hello? Y- yes, you are live on the air. We like to work without a net. Uh, your name? Hold on a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Absolutely. Loud and clear. What, what's up, Rashawn? It's Ross. Hey, Ross. How you doing this afternoon, brother? What? I'm doing good. How you doing, Avon? Man, doing good. Doing good about yourself. Oh, man, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm about to go uh, drink some uh, green frosty wheat sodas, like uh, uh, John Ramsey would say. And uh, I'm going to do that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, I, I can't even lie. Like, uh, the recruiting buzz in basketball definitely uh, has uh, some positive, uh, you know, it's got a good, put a little extra step in my, in my you know, it, it's doing something, you know. Um, I I think all of us have been pretty uh, pretty critical of Kenny last year, but um, I I got to give the man like his flowers. This is exactly what we thought. <laughs> no pun intended. I, was there. I didn't say, even mean is to do that, that. Pun or pun or not pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't intended, but um, like this is what we thought we were getting with Kenny last year. You know, and I I don't think any of us really know what happened behind the scenes last year, but something just didn't click right it's after he got the job. Like, after he was named and we had the formal press conference, something seemed to stop momentum. I'm not sure what it was, but things I don't think went how he or really any of us thought they were going to go. So I, I, I'm glad that we're seeing what more of like what we thought we were going to be getting when we got Kenny, because I think all of us know Kenny can recruit like that. That shouldn't be a thing that he can't, you know? Right. So, um, but as far as the football conversation, you know, that's that segue there, but, um, the position group that I'm going to be watching is the secondary. Um, I like our safety situation, but losing 13, losing key trail, man, that's a big loss. That guy was really good. He's one of the better corner cover corners we've had in a really long time to come through here. Yes. That guy could really play. Um, he played his, you know, what off. Um, so I'm curious to see what we're going to look like without him. You know, uh, Chandler Jones is gone, which, you know, he was a good service serviceable role guy, Man, I thought. Chandler, um, Chandler Jones seems like he was at UofL for about seven years. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, I, I, I'd be curious to see how we're going to look uh, in the secondary in particular. Yes. Um, that's really, really where I'm, I'm have some red flags. I don't have any hesitations that Brom and, like, Jeff and them have been watching our football team, even though they were up at, at Purdue. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they talk to their dad and talk to their parents. They know everything that had been going on here. It, they they know exactly how I would be shocked if they didn't know that we were dropping eight guys into coverage for two and a half years and we couldn't get off the field on a third down and then magically we start bringing extra people and we start generating pressure. Like, I think they feel like they're probably going to know the personnel fairly well, you know, so I would, I would think that we're going to still be able to generate pressure. I really do. Um, but losing Yasir and losing Yaya is, yeah. is huge off the edges. But you're just going to need guys like Popeye Williams to step up and uh, have big years this coming year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just I worry that with our corners being such a question mark, if you're going to be able to really uh, generate a lot of pressure, like it would be on one hand, it might be beneficial to do that to help your corners out. But uh, it, it, you know, you might have to, you might have to disguise a lot of your defense and your coverage um, based on, you know, early in the season, based on how our, our DBs are able to cover. So I like our safeties though. I, I think our safety spots should be really good, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean that. that yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, Ross. I, I think that's going to be, um, you know, the, the spot that's going to a very good one to watch. Especially, you know, the good thing is you got Jarvis Brownlee back. Um, I thought that he really, really came on, especially the second half of the year. Um, the fact that Quincy Riley decided that he was going to come back as well, um, I think, was huge. So those two guys, I think, are going to be people that you lean on early, um, especially at the cornerback slot. Um, I know the the young man, uh, uh, Aaron Williams. Uh, from the you know the one of the the big kids out of California, the number one cornerback in the state of California, he is out. He had surgery right after the season ended. I think I can't remember if it was an Achilles um, or or I thought it was a knee. A knee. I, I, I know think it was, it was an ACL. The, yeah, I, yeah, it was something. I, I knew he had some sort of procedure. He played the whole year with a a, a torn ACL. I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he played the yeah. whole the whole year with it. What uh, won a high school national championship? Had a a, a interception uh, return for the touchdown in the game all year playing with a torn ACL. So you know I, I think that kind of speaks to his talent but definitely him getting that cleaned up. We won't see him until the fall at the earliest, but you would think that the Louisville coaching staff is going to take it very slowly with that young man because you want him back at absolutely 100%. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. That's going to be a spot to watch. The defensive line and that pass rush is going to be a big-time question mark as well. I think Caleb Banks leaving um, kind of put – a big-time crimp into that, so you're going to have to push some of these younger players and some of these new guys coming in into uh, uh, being ready earlier. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's a lot of excitement around it. Um, I, I know I cannot wait for it, but uh, do you have anything else for us before we get you out of here, Ross? Yeah, I mean, we got, didn't we get that um, – we got that ATM uh, transfer, that, that four-star corner, didn't we? Yes. Killebrew, MGK. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, so, like, I if he's as good as we think he can be, and he's that, he really is that good, I would like to see him line up on the on the other outside, you know, opposite of Quincy Riley. I think Quincy Riley is – that dude has 
like really good football instincts. He just yes. seems to always be around the football. Like I like that about him. So I think if MGK can be the other guy, I would like to see Brownlee slide inside and be like yeah, uh, like corner. a nickel. Yes, I, I yeah, love that. I love that idea. Because Brownlee, I think, is a very good tackler. Like I think he's good up in around the box. Like I yes. feel like he's good against the rush. He's just not a guy you want covering. 25, 30 yards down the field. Yes. Like, he's just, when, when, when wide receivers come out of the break, he's, he seems to, like, lack that, that little extra explosion you need from cover corners. Yes. Like, he's always a half step behind. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he's just, just a little bit behind every time. So, I think he's a really good, you know, if he was covering somebody's third wide receiver on the, on the field instead of somebody's number one or two, like, and plus, you move him inside, it's a little bit easier to, like, hide him and not scheme against him, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's kind of that's kind of how I feel. I, that's, I would like to see that. So, I like anyways. No, I, no, no, I, I appreciate it. No, and, and thank you for the call as well, Ross. Uh, yeah, as, man. As always, my brother, be good, man. Uh, but, uh, hey, and you know what? I know you are like, is this the Mike Rutherford show? We had had a call in. Yes, 502-384-1450. We do welcome calls. You know why? Because Rashawn and Haven are running the show. That's we take we it did. over. We locked out Trevor Kelsey, kicked him out of the studio. No, I'm just playing. I mean, but, I mean, but <laughs> the energy and excitement surrounding football, especially as the practices pick up, yes. is going to be huge, especially as it gets a little bit warmer. Yes. Absolutely. Because I remember when Bobby was first here, and he had his first couple of practices. And those Saturday practices oh, where they had it scrimmages, there'd be hundreds of people yes. out there. Yes, it would be packed. You had to get there early or you were, or you were not watching the scrimmage. Absolutely. No, no, no. That, I mean, that was definitely a big-time part of it. Um, and and I, f- I feel like that's going to continue. By the way, don't forget, we also have the transfer from Baylor uh, out of uh, Lexington pro- uh, pro- product, uh, Devin Neal is also going to be a defensive back that's added to that group. So you do have Marquise uh, Grove Killebrew. You have Devin Neal. You bring back Quincy Riley. You have Jarvis Brownlee there. So you do have uh, some experience, even if they're not necessarily guys uh, that had been here before. You do have very, very experienced guys. I I, uh, continue to say I really love Neal just for the fact that he comes from a very physical, aggressive Baylor defense. I really love that Baylor defense. I know the Big 12 kind of got a – got typecast as an offensive friendly league for so many years uh but especially the last year or so they really really started to pick it up on the defensive side teams like TCU teams like Baylor uh became very physical on the defensive side so I think both of those guys are going to be big time additions uh so you know very very excited to see what happens with that you know like I said be interested to see what Ron English and crew will do with their switch from a three-three-five stack, which they ran underneath uh, Satterfield, to more of a four-two-five. I mean, it's not that much difference, really. Just right moving one linebacker down, and with his hand in dirt, or he's subbing a linebacker for a defensive end if you want to, or vice versa. So it is kind of just like similar defenses, but quite different. But it, it, it still be interesting to see you know what that looks like. So anytime you have a transition on defense, and guys used to play in one way. You know, it's interesting when you introduce something a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes a, a big change. Uh, but definitely, we're going to have a ton of time uh, to talk about football. I did want to get your thoughts on that. Since the, they did bring out the official announcement, I thought it was very interesting that not only are we going to get one or two open practices, but literally every Saturday practice, the whole spring uh, spring ball 
season, quote unquote, uh, are going to be open to the public. And it's an opportunity for these fans to come back out and be a big time part of the program, which is something that we haven't seen in a while because uh, Scott Satterfield hated uh, open practices. He, all, you know, he was one of those very secretive coaches when it came to that. Um, so I, I'm happy to see that return. I know the fans are very excited about it, and especially with the difficulties of the basketball season. It's definitely uh, an opportunity to wrap yourself in the Cardinal flag and something to get excited about. So the Brom squad um, is going to get that going in earnest here coming up soon. Uh, just checking in on some of the uh, the basketball games, NCAA tournament action going on. Pittsburgh continues to lead. Uh, they are up to a 40 to 28 uh, lead on Iowa State. I'm very proud of myself. I did pit pit. Uh, you know, once they announced the the first four, and I saw that Pittsburgh was in that first four game. I don't not only expected Pittsburgh to win that game, but I did pick them uh, to win this game outright over Iowa State. So right now, I'm looking like a prophet. I'll go ahead and take. Uh, credit for that one. Uh, NC State continues to be in a battle. Ten minutes left in the second half. Uh, they are down three currently to Creighton. It's 47-44 there. And Iona continues to lead against UConn. Not a big-time lead. It's 32-30. Uh, but the Gales are fighting. Rick Patino is not going down without a fight. He's trying to get pull that upset, pull that 13-4 upset. So Iona continues to keep the slimmest of leads, uh, but they are leading there um, over the Huskies. So, you know, the, the basketball action is uh, hot and heavy. We do have – we're about T-minus four minutes from the official announcement, and we get to hear it from the mouth of Trenton Flowers, where he's going to be committing to. Will he be deciding to go ahead and reclassify? Uh, I know people think that they already know what's going to happen, but until it's officially official, uh, you never want to uh, be too soon or too early on those. Uh, and definitely, again, appreciate Ross's phone call if you want to be next in to give your thoughts, 502-384-1450. You can also continue to send your thoughts in to the uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450 as well. we got about 30 minutes left in the show. Uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, but, you know, as we continue to track, uh, we talked about the games coming up. Uh, for of local interest, Purdue, Fairleigh Dickinson, don't think there's going to be much drama there. I expect for Matt Painter and crew to go ahead and get that done. Is this the time that Purdue finally makes the push? I'm saying yes. Really? I'm saying Painter gets it done. Not necessarily winning a championship, but getting Purdue to the Final Four. Uh, I, I just I feel like it's his time. I feel like he's going to figure out a way to get it done. I'm jumping on that bandwagon now. I'm saying Purdue is going to the Final Four. They get started uh, with taking on Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, then, of course, the U.K.-Providence game. I think we can all safely say we're all Friars fans tonight, can't we? We can all say that. Or do you want to see Calipari win? I want to see Cal Haven. pull it out. I knew you was going to say that. See what I'm saying, Haven Harrington? Why can't we have a nice day? It's a Friday. You know why? It's a little because bit chilly. it's more painful to lose it the further you go along. I, I, you know what? Give me the easy, quick pain. <laughs> give me, give me the quick pain. I just want to see the cat fans upset. I want to listen to UK post game. I want to hear everybody whining and crying. I want to hear back to back first round exits. The pain of St. Peter's still fresh. Now they get to lose again. This UK team. Don't forget, this UK team came into the season ranked. Uh, the number three overall team in the country in the AP poll. They were returned the National Player of the Year. All we heard was blah, 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 how great they were going to be. They had the best transfer class. They were going to be this and they were going to be that, and they've been nothing but terrible. I got so tired about hearing about C.J. Frederick like he was going to be some all-star. Like, 
I'm just ready for it to end. Now, don't get me, don't get it twisted. That team that they got coming next year, Cal got a monster coming in. I don't care what anybody wants to say about Calipari and you know not being able to get it done with freshmen and all that. When you look at that team they got coming next year with Bradshaw and uh, DJ Wagner uh, and Edwards and all those guys, uh, whew. <laughs> hey, y'all, they're going to have a squad, so just be ready. So, yes, if we can laugh at them now and, and enjoy it, let's enjoy it because I don't think Kentucky's going to be in this position to where they're a six seed next year. I'm just keeping it real. I'm being honest. I mean, they could go the way that Duke went and, and struggle early, and Arkansas did as well with Nick Smith being out. But more than likely with the, the guys that they have coming in, um, if those two guards are healthy, um, Dill- D- Dillingham and, and Wagner. They're going to be a problem for a lot of people. I'm telling you, that's probably the two most dynamic guards, ball handling guards in the class of 2023, and UK got both of them. If they're healthy – yeah, they're going to be a problem. Like you said, it's not necessarily about the big man. It's a guards game in college basketball. And with those two guys, they're special. They're, they're both very, very special. So and let's let's just laugh at them while we can, y'all. I'm not trying to give UK any props. but uh, So you think they could do like a uh, UConn and Calhoun where one of the guards just leads them to the promised land? I mean, I don't know if they can win a championship, <laughs> but all I'm saying is like the kind of UK being down and being kind of not that great the last couple of years, kind of type Cal teams. No, I think UK is going to be top five good next year, honestly. Like with who they have coming in, if they get the right couple of transfers to add with those guys, they're going to be a problem next year. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say that now. Like, that, they're legit. They have legit talent coming in. But that's enough talking positive about Kentucky. We're going to go ahead and hit, hit this break. We're going to let Trent Flowers get that announcement. You guys can check that out. When we get back, hopefully we can talk about a commitment. But you are listening to Mike Rutherford Show. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 and 1450, the Big X. Welcome back. Welcome back into the Mike Rutherford Show. Last 25, 20 minutes of the show or so. We are still awaiting uh, the announcement of Trenton Flowers. He has not started uh, the uh, broadcast as of yet. We are keeping an eye on that. I'm trying to see if we uh, we may actually see if we can get that audio to pop up here uh, if we get that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we are keeping an eye on that. Uh, so many things uh, going on here. You got the NCAA tournament going on. All the Louisville fans are anxiously awaiting uh, this announcement by Flowers. Um, definitely would be a big time, big time commitment and be a big time signing uh, if Louisville's able to get it done, especially um, if, uh, you know, they can find a way uh, to get him to reclassify. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on in the chat. Uh, Louisville fans, uh, Alabama fans, 
Arkansas fans, everybody's uh, popping in on the chat, so that's going uh, big time right now. Uh, so we are keeping an eye on that. We are also keeping an eye on everything going on with the NCAA tournament. Uh, Pittsburgh continues to lead. They're up 14, so they're actually starting to push that out. Looks like the Panthers are going to get it done. Uh, uh, Jeff Capel. Uh, finding a way uh, to come back off Pittsburgh, having an awful, awful season last year. He's going to turn that in to looks like two wins in the NCAA tournament, first getting a win in the first four, now knocking off the Iowa State Cyclones out of the Big 12 here in the first round if things continue to hold up. They still have about five and a half minutes left, uh, but with a 14-point lead, you would think uh, that they are sitting in a good spot. Creighton has pushed out a little bit on NC State. They are up nine uh, with about six and a half minutes to play there and at the half Iona continues to lead UConn 39-37 so Rick Pitino uh, trying to give an earnest and honest push to get UConn up out of there that would be an absolute upset uh, for a team that a lot of folks thought was playing as well as anybody in the country uh, heading into this tournament so can Rick Pitino get it done does he have a little bit of March uh, magic left in him uh, this year in what's likely to be his last year with the Iona Gales program Uh, He has been none short of outstanding uh, for Iona since he's been there. Literally uh, the best to do it from his generation, in my personal opinion. Uh, Rick Pitino is awesome. Uh, And just watching him continue to make things happen, uh, you know, I'm glad to see it. I'm I'm not one of those people that holds ill will against, uh, uh, you know, Coach Pitino for the things that were done. Uh, So, you know, I I just – I I still like Rick. So if that makes me a a, a bad guy, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> what makes you a bad guy is your Raiders taking Jimmy G. Oh God! <laughs> you know what? Do we have to get? Can we save this Those guys for the morning? Because uh, I got thoughts on that. I'm so glad Those you guys that traded up. in one injury injury prone quarterback. I'm about to quit as a Raiders fan. For another injury problem. I know quarterback. most people are, that, that are NFL fans keep their NFL team forever. I'm about to quit as a Raiders fan. Oh, so hold on. Let's see if we get that. I think we might have some of this live audio. Uh, so let, let's go ahead and get this. This is going on right now. A lot of dedication. You know, everybody up here with me has helped me get to where I'm at at this point. And, you know, I'm just you know, ready to tell everybody, you know, where I'm going. And, you know, I'm just very grateful for everybody that's here with me and, you know, my team. This is Trent Flowers talking. You got a lot of people up there with you tonight. Tell us who you got there next to you. Um, I got my mom and my dad. I, I got my dad. I got my mom right here. I got my sister. got my brother, kind of like my other brother. Um, you know, I got a lot of rest, the rest of his family here. So it's a lot. there's a lot of people too many to name. And then Coach Mike in the back, my head coach. <laughs> Looks like a great time. Uh, well, you uh, have cut this list down to six. So we're just going to go ahead and throw this over to you. First, to thank anybody uh, that has gotten you up to this point. Uh, first, I would like to thank God. You know, I would like to thank my family, first and foremost, too. And then, you know, also the coaches that took the time to recruit me. And, you know, I'm just blessed. So that's about it. All right, man. The moment is yours. Tell the world where you'll be headed to play college basketball. So I'll be committed to the University of the University of Louisville. There it is. With that being said, I would like to also announce I will be reclassifying to the class of 2023 and graduating this May. So. 
Congratulations, Trenton. First, before we get to breaking down your reclassification, why did you commit to Louisville? Um, you know, it's just a great place to be. You know, ever since I visited, I you know, I always just wanted to go there. You know, Coach KP, Coach Nolan, Coach Josh all did a great job of recruiting me. And then, you know, also their goals aligned with mine too. So you know, I'm just super excited and you know, I'm glad to be a Cardinal. What is it about that staff that just really got you and, and, and you just it kind of clicked where you just said, man, I got to go play for those guys. Man, for them, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's about it's about basketball. But, but at the end of the day, it's about being an even better person. And, you know, that's principles that me and my family stand on. And, you know, everything we do is together and we're a family. So that's how they run it. That's how they run it there. And, you know, we wouldn't want it any other way. That option to reclassify uh, has been rumored for some time now. And you've played your cards very close to your vest. Walk us through that decision-making process. What what really went in and ultimately led you to making this leap? Man, you know, Combine did a phenomenal, phenomenal job of helping me with my classes. You know, just talking it over with my family, you know, my coaches, everybody, you know, we thought it would be best that, you know, I reclassified. And, you know, I, we felt that I was completely ready and also the coaching staff did too. So, you know, that's kind of what played into it, going into it. Louisville fans are very excited. You are the third edition in the last two weeks joining Sky Clark and Dennis Evans. Uh, so you guys got a very promising future. In your own eyes, what will you be bringing to that Louisville program? Man, you're getting the winner. Someone that's going to go hard, compete every day. And, you know, I'm just going to put, put, put forth my best effort every day. So, Awesome. Trent, can't thank you enough for sharing your moment with us here on 24-7 Sports. So you know you got a lot of friends and family there that are dying. There we go. So there we go. The big announcement. We were able to take it live right here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Trenton Flowers officially, officially commits to the University of Louisville. Louisville gets much-needed five-star talent. Kenny Payne gets his dynamic wing, ball-handling, breakdown player, a guy who's going to be a matchup nightmare, a huge, huge feather in the cap. <laughs> They've been waiting for it, Haven. So like Ross said, KP finally gets his flowers, literally. <laughs> so I, I think it's a huge announcement uh, for Louisville. Uh, that is the third five-star player that Louisville has gotten in the last five days. Uh, Travis Branham said in the last couple of weeks, it's literally been three five-star players in five days. When you talk about Dennis Evans, the 7-1 center, uh, five-star player, top 20 player. You talk about uh, Sky Clark, uh, the previous five-star number one point guard in his class in 2022. Commitment yesterday last night and now you talk about trenton flowers five-star 2024 athlete reclassifies to 2023 he will be joining louisville this coming uh probably may or june he'll be joining this team so he will be here next year that is an absolutely huge announcement it is a huge revelation uh that's three five-star players to continue and if brandon huntley hatfield does stay uh for his third season in college which most expect that will be four five-star players former five-star players on the roster to mix with the mike james to mix with the jj trainer uh you know to to mix with uh a uh, uh emmanuel accord as well as 
whomever these these last few guys uh, that are going to be a part of the roster um, as well. Uh, so just a huge, huge announcement. Uh, this is it's make no uncertain terms about it. These are the types of players we talked about at Haven last week. We said that the ball was in uh, Kenny Payne's court. We said he needed to do the same thing that Scott Satterfield coming off of a very disappointing six and seven season. We said that he needed to find a way to make his own juice uh, in the offseason to get find a way to get Louisville fans back excited give them a reason for hope give them a reason uh, to have excitement moving uh, you know to this 2023-2024 season Um, and I would say three five-star players in five days is a great start coming off of a four-win season like I mean could, could he have done much better to get things started actually no but this is literally exactly what he had to do I mean everybody that he had targeted, he had let kind of people know that, that we were targeting, he's gotten, you know, he's gotten three five-star players in a week. That is just phenomenal for a team that just won four games. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, the pain train is back on the track. We, we, we have live audio coming right now from, the, uh, for, from over there uh, at the Louisville coaching staff. Let's see if we can hear what they're talking about. Wow, why is Kenny Payne on top of the table right now, Haven? He's up there dancing. Nolan Smith is doing the robot. Danny Manning's doing the worm right now. It's complete bedlam. Josh Davidson ain't got much rhythm, but he's trying. <laughs> All right, fellas, calm down, calm down. There's still plenty of things that need to get done. Calm down. <laughs> I thought we needed to take a live look in uh, with what was going on with the UML coach staff over there uh, on the campus over there at Diddy Crumb Hall. <laughs> but no, uh, that is, but seriously, it is it is a huge, huge signing. Um, it is a great step towards um, trying to give the opportunity for a big turnaround and a big comeback for this upcoming season. Uh, You know, I have been as critical as anybody um, on the job done, and I will continue to be critical about it. It was an absolute abject failure. Uh, but with that being the case, um, you all you can do is move forward. Uh, what happened last year happened last year. It's not going to change. Um, so the, the, the whole point is learning from the mistakes of last year and doing everything you can to make sure there's not a repeat of that. And the first thing starts with bringing in and procuring the talent that you need uh, to have a successful season, but also putting together a competent and comprehensive roster that will actually work together. These three uh, guys signing and being a part of that, a huge, uh, you know, a huge component to that. Uh, will a guy like L. Ellis decide because of all this excitement and momentum to stay around? I don't know. Uh, most prevailing wisdom right now is that L. Ellis is going to go ahead and get his pro journey started. Of course, he's already been in college for four years. And like they always say, um, you know, if you're going to earn money playing basketball, you do have a finite amount of years that you're going to be able to make money. So the question is going to be, um, does L. Ellis want to go ahead and get his pro clock started or will he have the NIL opportunities uh, and if sufficient enough for to where he decides to come back for one more year. 
Most people think he's gone. Um, I personally think that he's going to go ahead and, you know, move on to the next level. But we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll find out what happens with that. Um, but just a huge, huge announcement uh, for Louisville basketball, and it definitely uh, sends all the fans into this weekend uh, super excited. We'll continue to hear names, of course, with these teams now starting to bow out in the NCAA tournament. You'll continue to hear more names popping into the portal. Uh, we talked about some of the guys that we're looking at early, uh, guys like Charles Pride uh, from the uh, the for, from the Bryant Bulldogs, a guy like Sean Conway uh, out of VMI. Those are a couple of the names that we've heard early. Uh, but they're going to be continue to hear, hear names uh, going in from some of the power programs as they start to lose guys. Um, there was all I believe they said there was already over 200 names in the transfer portal. Transfer portal just opened on Monday um, and. I believe as of Tuesday night, there was like 200 guys in there already. Um, so this is what happens now. Ha- you know, teams stand to lose at least three or four guys every year. That's kind of where we're at in college basketball. So grass is always greener somewhere else, Haven. Everybody, wants- we know it's almost gotten to a point now in college basketball. We have some teams who are opting to get most of their players like through the portal rather than the traditional high school route, which kind of leaves your high school kids in the lurch. Yeah, because a lot of teams like I can give me an experienced guy that's played a couple of years, teach him the system, and uh, yeah, have have a ready made go team. Well, it's, it's interesting. I heard Scotty Davenport talking about the way the recruiting has kind of changed, and now we're hearing to where you know some of the the higher end recruits because. These coaches are now leaving scholarships open for transfers. They're looking to add maybe three or four transfers a year. That now you have some of these mid-major coaches, you know, telling some of these kids, "Look, man, come here. We'll get you ready, you know, for you to come and stay with me maybe a year or two, and then you'll have the opportunity to transfer up and be one of those guys to go to one of those big schools." So, like, literally, the way that recruiting is done has changed all the way around. And now I, I agree with you. When you can have a guy who's a finished product, somebody who's already been through the wars in college basketball and proven he can be successful, uh, coaches are looking for that. You know, transfers are just a big part of the math. I mean, once, uh, you know, Scott Drew was able to come in there and win that national championship with Baylor, primarily with transfer guys, you know, that kind of changed the way, you know, coaches are looking at it. You know, and, and I mean, Brady Manick, you look at Brady Manick and what he was able to do for the North Carolina Tar Heels last year. You want to talk about a, the right transfer for the right team. Look at the difference in North Carolina with Brady Manick, the transfer, uh, you know, and, and without him. You know, uh, w- with him, North Carolina went to the championship game and had an opportunity to win a title. Without him bringing back pretty much everybody else, North Carolina didn't even make the tournament. <laughs> so, I mean, these transfers are a big part of what makes teams successful nowadays. I don't think it's going away. If anything, it's going to continue to get bigger and bigger. NIL is going to continue to be a part of that as well. And that's why I said people kind of scoffed at me when I said, I feel like Louisville should never get outbid for a player, period. When you talk about NIL, you talk about basketball. Louisville is the number one revenue-generating basketball program in the country. Okay, when you bring in that type of revenue, when you have the type of backing and additional NIL opportunities that are there, you have the opportunity to be a brand ambassador with Adidas if they can get that worked out with you. Uh, You know, Louisville has so many opportunities and are earning potential available. They should never get outbid for a prospect. It should be about, you know, it should never be about the money. A kid may want to just go to another coaching staff or another place because of the tradition or because they just 
have a better relationship with the coaching staff, but you should never lose a kid over NIL, period. Ever. At Louisville. Honest. You know, and I don't give a dang if you're talking about Kentucky or Kansas or Texas or whoever. Yes, some of those programs, because they're in the Big Ten, because they're in the SEC, they have more program money overall. But most of those funds are going to college football. Yes, are they going to spend money on basketball? Absolutely. But none of the funds that they spend on those basketball players, you should never get outbid. I don't care if it's Texas. I don't care if it's Texas Tech, Texas A&M, whoever. You should never get outbid. So, uh, you know, I think Louisville's put their best foot forward with that. We've seen the results of it so far. Yes, it's about the relationships that Kenny Payne builds with his guys. Yes, uh, you know, Nolan Smith is a big part of that, being able to re- relate to these players. But don't get it twisted. If the NIL and the money ain't right, you're not getting these kids, period. It has to be everything because NIL is an important part of that conversation. Uh, We saw the impact that it had on football. We saw that, you know, Scott Satterfield was able to get indoors and get in good with recruits that he's never seen. That was about the NIL program, okay? And the fact that those guys stayed a part of the University of Louisville, losing the only guy that you really lost from that group uh, was DeAndre Moore, who just decided he wanted to be at Texas. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can't really do anything about that. And Reuben Owens at Texas A&M. Uh, you know, an elite running back who uh, wanted to go play for a team that's going to run the ball. I can't be mad at that, you know. But at the end of the day, that's the only two guys you left, and Louisville still had the best, most talented recruiting class they ever brought in in a single year, even bringing in a new coach. Those kids stay committed, uh, and that's about that NIL program. Yes, it's about the coaching as well, but the NIL is the biggest part of this calculus. And anybody who thinks that that's not the way it is now, I hate to tell you, we are in the age of free agency in college athletics. It's where we are, you know? I mean, I don't think you can ever put that genie back in the bag. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, no, you can't. I mean, now that guys start making real money, no, you can't put that back in the bag because that's, I mean, that's what, that's the game now. You know, like now it's it's like now you not, not only do you have to recruit, especially as a football coach, like not only do you have to recruit new players, but yeah. you literally have to recruit your team all, every year. Like every year you have to recruit your team because you just never know. If they're unhappy, if they're not getting a Peyton playing time, you never know what may happen to them. I mean, Peyton Siva said himself that, you know, they had to transfer a portal back when he was playing, that he would have seriously thought about transforming his fr- trans- transforming transferring his freshman year because, you know, he just didn't get the playing time he thought he should get. Yeah. I mean, that that's where it is now. I mean, you know, that's honestly, I mean, all these kids have decisions to make. I mean, it's but it's definitely put the power in the players' hands. Much more. Uh, it does provide an area for tampering. And, and, you know, this transfer window being where it is, it's kind of awkward because you have the transfer portal opening up right before the NCAA tournament, which makes it very difficult for kids to have to make decisions. Let's say you're on a team that's about to make a run. You're seventh or eighth man. You're part of the rotation, but you want the opportunity to go into the transfer portal to get a big opportunity. Now you're having to announce you're transferring right before your team heads to the NCAA tournament. It's like John Hughley, the big man for Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh is coming into the NCAA tournament. He announces he's transferring a day before the you know, Pittsburgh is playing uh, in the first four. You think that doesn't interrupt things? I mean, Hughley is starting for Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of the uncomfortable spot that we're in now, but that's kind of just the reality. Uh, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, until they decide to change these dates, uh, I don't know if they will. 
Uh, I think that it would be smarter to kind of open the transfer portal uh, the, at the beginning of April, maybe, you know, at the uh, week, uh, week of the Final Four. Maybe that would be better or maybe Championship Monday or the day after. Um, but if they're going to leave it right here, um, you're going to have these awkward situations play out. So that's definitely going to be something that the NCAA is going to have to look at, um, see if that is the best idea to do it right before the tournament. I think it causes more harm than good. Um, I don't know why you can't leave it until after the, the tournament's over with, but I digress. I mean, these kids want to make their moves, um, so we'll see what happens with that. From what I understand, they just decided to make it that just because uh, was what it seemed to be. It was just like, you know what, they just decided that was where they wanted to put it, uh, you know, after the conference tournament. So I don't know if that's the best decision, uh, but we will see. But I tell you what, Haven, man, it has been an absolute – uh, joy to be in here. Thanks so much to Mike Rutherford uh, for thinking of me and allowing me to get in here. Uh, we've crossed paths during the NCAA tournament week a couple of times now. Uh, sat in with him uh, one, uh, a, you know, a last year uh, for a day during the tournament. We were able to get a lot of uh, great conversation in, but I definitely appreciate any time he's a part of it. Uh, I'm also uh, happy to get, you know, Trevor Kelsey got to sit in the other room and sit there with you and actually get on the microphone. He didn't have to be behind the glass working the board. So I know he always enjoys that uh, when he can get it out and away from this, uh, uh, you know, from, from all the, the knobs and whistles and having to answer phones and run commercials. Uh, so that was definitely my pleasure, uh, uh, Trevor, to be able to help you out with that. But appreciate all you guys that have called in and been a part uh, of the show today. Love the interaction. Thank you for all your texts. Uh, thank you for the calls as well. Make sure you check us out. Uh, we come to you every Saturday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. here on Big X Sports Radio. Um, you know, we, we do a, a great job of just trying to have fun fun we talk recruiting we talk a lot a lot of you know cardinal athletics so we'll be breaking down whether or not hopefully we're celebrating kentucky losing because that would just be hilarious hopefully that happens we'll continue to break down and look at the trenton flowers commitment uh we will be discussing that and much much more haven do we got anything where where else can we be caught at of course i'm rashan uh, on twitter at r-a-a-s-h-a-a-n haven where are you at you can catch me at me sports, me sports, or you just go to wakeup502.com. There you go. And catch everything on the website. I like it. Wakeup502.com for everything going on with myself, Haven Harrington, and everybody known as Legacy Main Event Sports. Uh, you know, we, we've been doing it for a while now. Uh, so, you know, we we, we, we we do it loud. We do it proud. We're very, very excited about what's happening next. We will continue to talk about Louisville basketball, athletics, and everything else coming. Uh, but for Haven Harrington, this is uh, Rashawn Myers. We're going to play y'all out, get a little audio as you head into the weekend. You guys have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.